0: and gentlemen, boys and girls, cats and dogs everywhere, welcome to another Guitar Wang podcast. I am your host, T-Roy McCubbin. Uh, you don't have a choice, you have no say in it. How are you? What's going on, mate? Love, what's happening? We hope you're well, we hope you are in the festive season uh, or whatever you're doing. Uh, I don't know what other people do, but um, anyway. Um, yeah, we we'll hope you're safe and everything's winding down or winding up for Christmas. Uh, Bruce is back in Carmel, Scott's back in his dungeon, and I'm left here to put all this, uh, lovely podcast together and bring you the hits. Today we've got a great episode with Mr. Lyle Workman. Good on you, Lyle. He's a good bloke. I like Lyle and, uh, and everything he does. Talented man. Talented, sexy, very tall man he is, Mr. Lyle Workman. He's a good-looking fella and done a lot of cool stuff and still doing cool stuff, working on a lot of TV shows. He's going to share all that fun with us tonight, this evening. Um, Wow, it's like a week before Christmas, is that right? Um, Yeah, so there you go. If you celebrate Christmas, if you don't, whatever you're doing, I hope you get to have uh, a safe, well, and yeah. Yeah. A good Christmas. i got a couple of announcements. <laughs> oh, no, you say. <laughs> Up your bum. Yes, so this is episode 99.52. Uh, it's a big one, and uh, it's a good one. I'm sure you guys will like it. A couple of things. The Foreman 5. I believe Bruce has got a hot, hot, festive special going at the moment. Listen to this. It's the Foreman 5. You get five Foreman CDs, not foreman uh, the boxer but bruce foreman cds signed right before <laughs> fucking how rude all right hang on hello hey man how you doing good i'm right i'm i'm doing the intro for the guitar Rank podcast and you're on,
1: I'm on right now.
0: yeah you, you're on this is like live uh, okay well
1: everybody uh get
0: ready a your seats and you're nuts because here we go Did you say fasten your nuts? Yeah. (laughs) I like that one. I'm going to use that. Um, (laughs) What's happening? Oh, great reception. Uh, We've lost you again. Wow. I was telling... Hey, I was telling him about the Foreman 5. Nah. He's gone. Well... I guess you won't be our sponsor anymore. Uh, The Foreman 5, five CDs for, uh, yeah, five CDs, Bruce Foreman's five CDs for 25 bucks. This is just before Christmas and it is just in America, the US, okay? So to all the foreigners out there, uh, I'm sorry, 25 CDs for $5. No, you heard me right the first time, $25 for five CDs, signed... By Bruce Foreman. That's a pretty good deal. I take advantage of it if you have um, someone who who loves amazing jazz music and you haven't listened to Bruce Foreman stuff. Man, it's a great gift. Go get it. Go get it for your mum. Even your mum would love this stuff. Go get it for your mum. Five well, five CDs might be a little might be pushing Bruce Foreman down the throat a little bit, but you know, you can share it with the family, you know. Uh, I need to get him to do a Christmas album. <laughs> I think that'd be cool. Bruce Foreman, the greatest Jew in the world, does Christmas songs, which apparently he pointed out to me most of the great Christmas songs were written by Jewish people. For 25 bucks, you get five CDs from Bruce Foreman. It's a hell of a deal. He will sign them. So technically, you could get the five for 25 and then you could sell a bunch of them that are signed, and you could maybe... Make more money than what Bruce is making. I don't know. I'm talking shit now. Anyway, so that's the deal. Bruce Foreman, five for 25 before the uh, the end of Christmas or whatever. So, you can get them. Where do you get them, Troy? You go to his website, bruceforeman.com, cowbop.com. You can email. No, don't email me. Just email Bruce. Contact Bruce. You can find him. He's, he's everywhere. Um, or leave a Face, leave a Facebook message or whatever. Right, You'll work it out. All right, it's a great deal. Left Coast Workshop. I love me some Left Coast Workshop. Uh, Jim, the the creator, the owner, and <laughs> the only guy that works there, apparently, as far as I know, he is uh, being a super supporter of Guitar Wank. Um, I love Jim's pedals, and um, we work together on a bunch of them. They're they're killer. But anyway, he is sending us uh, the Redondo pedal. The El Porto pedal and the Outer Banks pedal. It's like a boost pedal, a uh, overdrive with an expression pedal, so you can have clean and dirty at the same time, and a delay pedal for us to give away. So I wonder if we should just give them all away. So it's like a mini pedal board. To that's we're going to give it away. So big thanks to uh, Jim at Left Coast. Uh, workshop. You can go to their website leftcoastworkshop.com. Check out those pedals; they're really cool. We will work out how to give them away, um, but that's going to come to you guys. All right. As, as amongst the other gifts, I actually was going through the gift bag the other day. We have a lot of gifts to send out to you guys, so hang tight. Uh, what else do we have to talk about? Patreon, Guitar Wank Patreon. If you don't know about it, go to Patreon. .com/guitarwank slash guitarwank, or go to our website. I've been posting it a bit. Thank you to all the su- everyone. Thank you so much for everyone that's getting on board with this and supporting Guitar Wank. Uh Bruce and I have been talking about all this amazing stuff we're going to do um through Patreon for our people that are supporting us through Patreon. We don't have to get Scott's permission and um, (laughs) we can just... Bruce can teach us and we can do whatever we like. So, uh, it's fantastic. Please check it out and your support is... It's overwhelming. Thank you so much. I will read the names off at some point um, and do that. Uh, So, yeah. And just say thank you to all those people. But we've got special stuff coming to you guys and uh, thank you for jumping on board and supporting us. Uh, We've been getting some amazing... Emails, very touching emails from you guys out there. Ladies, I would like an email from some ladies. That'd be kind of cool. Just in general, that would be cool. But particularly from uh, a guitar wank point of view. So uh, if you're listening and you're out there and you're a lady, uh, Jennifer Batten, you can email me again too. I love Jennifer Batten. Who doesn't love Jennifer? Yeah, email us. Let us know what's going on and what you're thinking and how many times we have pissed uh, all the women off with... uh, by not <laughs> fucking Bruce. All right, here we go. Bruce, can I hear you, you there? All right, we we cannot. Are, are you in Japan? Are you in the other side of the world? Because we cannot hear you at all. Bruce keeps buttoning. As I was saying, we get some amazing emails. And just on a serious note, there's we have some listeners out there that are, 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 are that are dealing with a lot heavier issues than any of the shit we deal with here or talk about. Just either dealing with sickness or health issues and that. And I just got to say, you know what? We hope we bring you a a little bit of relief. I thank you for listening. And for those people that wrote in, our hearts are out with you guys. And sometimes this year, at this time of year, isn't the best time of year. It's the fucking worst time of the year in the world. Uh, Because family and all the happiness that's all pushed down our throats through society and the media. How this is the most... Wonderful time. Bullshit. Not for everyone. And um, I, sometimes people don't recognize that. Sometimes it is this is the worst time of the year. And a lot of people just hate it because they're going through some heavy shit. And they're on their own. Or health problems. Or whatever you're going through. It can be a heavy time. So um, just wanted to say... We're thinking you know, of you, write us an email, man. Share us share us what you're going through. I I love reading well, I don't love it, but I would love I I I love hearing from you guys. You know. I got a beautiful email the other day, some guy that is going through a lot of a lot of he's bedridden and what else are you gonna do? <laughs> you just listen to guitar wank. And he does, and apparently we at least put maybe a smile on his face or make him really angry at some point too. Uh, so either way, whatever emotion we're conveying to you. We hope that it's helping in some small way a laugh a good drink and a good laugh man it goes a long way so there you go but thank you for all the good emails really appreciate it okay so without that that being said i think i've said enough thank you so much uh wow next week is the christmas episode which absolutely means nothing and doesn't mean fucking anything because none of us will be here well i'll be here doing the show i guess but um anyway I'll try and do something a little special. Maybe we'll make it the Robin Ford episode, the last one, the one that uh, we're all just really, really drunk. It's a great way to go. I don't know if we got Lyle. We didn't get Lyle drunk in this one. We we tried. He he wasn't he wasn't digging in, but that's all right. Um. So anyway, we start off this episode. We're catching up Bruce and Scott, and uh, and then Lyle comes in. He walks in, and um, we go from there. And uh, we've got Chico coming up. Um, we'll have more, more of Lyle cause this won't be just one episode. Um, who else we got? We've we got a bunch, we've got a bunch of cool people coming up. So I'm excited about that. Uh, Jamie Santiago, <laughs> Jamie Santiago. All right, Bruce, let's try again. Hey, you're on the roof. Yes, no, I actually
1: stuck the charging cord up my ass.
0: <laughs> this is this any better? It's a lot better. Don't move. Okay. This is, this well, if I fart, you'll know, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, don't don't fart. You're you're going live to our hundreds of thousands of listeners around the world. Is there any Christmas cheer you want to share with the listeners, Bruce? Yes, I'd like to let them know about
1: the four and five pack, but you've already already done that. I've from
0: right? I've promoted it. I I think I got it around the wrong way. I was like promoting uh, for five dollars, you get twenty five CDs. Is that right?
1: It- well, that would, Yeah, that would probably be better, but
0: then, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't think anybody wants that, many. No, they don't. So, for 20, 25 bucks you get five CDs, and this is all before... When does it end?
1: Uh, this the end of the year.
0: All right, end of the year. That's a pretty good deal. Yeah,
1: I think I've already... There's already been a couple
0: people contacting me, so... You know, and uh,
1: don't worry, I won't run out. Because, <laughs> 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 you know, all my are million sellers
0: right yeah a million in the cellar that's right yeah. <laughs> yeah. well that's that's awesome I did promote and um where do people contact you for that mate
1: well they can yeah, direct message me through our guitar wing group they can uh, they can go to my website and find my contact information you know smoke signals right. work uh, carrier pigeon I, you know that's all good too
0: it all works yeah. Fan fantastic so, how are you doing, man? We're, we're good. We're, we're good. We're um we're going to do the Lyle Workman show tonight.
1: Oh, that's going to be great,
0: man. So, that'll be cool. Uh, how's everything up in Carmel? Um, it's great,
1: man. I had a great afternoon hanging out
0: with Les Thomas. Oh, Les. I love Les. Yeah, me too,
1: man. We, we, had, we had dueling dumbbells.
0: What? You had dueling dumbbells?
1: Yeah, he brought his dumbbell and we played it against mine.
0: And what was we had, the verdict?
1: We had, we had, we had, we had a
0: what was the verdict?
1: Well, they sound different, but we found we realized it must be the speakers.
0: Oh wow! I mean,
1: I mean, the speakers make a big difference.
0: Yeah. Like, yeah, they, what? What was in his?
1: His had a Celestion twelve, and mine had a uh, two Jensen ten.
0: Oh wow! Yeah, I imagine that's probably a big difference. It
1: was, um, yeah.
0: And they both sounded amazing.
1: They both sounded great, yeah.
0: Wow, that's awesome. So,
1: and I posted a new Grumps today on Facebook.
0: Oh, I haven't even seen that. I better check it out. Do you want to share it? Uh, go ahead, share it with everybody. I don't know. Just no, do you, do, do you want to share it? No, hell no. I want to keep it all to myself. That's why I put it on Facebook. <laughs> no, I mean right now.
1: <laughs> what do you mean? I
0: have to plan for you or something? Oh, it's, it's, oh that's a whole it's, thing. Okay, we'll sh- I'll a, share it. it. It's, a
1: it's a Grumps video. It's a minute and a half long. I made one for Instagram, but for some reason when I put it on Instagram, it cuts the top half off the video. So I got to get somebody who knows how to fuck with videos to uh, put it on Instagram,
2: <laughs> right?
1: <laughs> it's the second installment of Grumps. You know, hopefully it won't be a yearly thing. I'm trying to make it more like, you know... <laughs> You know, every trimester or
0: something. Oh, you, you know. are you are you pissing anyone off on this or not? Hopefully, <laughs> as long as it's not the Me Too movement. Or uh, no, 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 no. Hey, just to clarify, no I, women are going to watch. No women are going to watch this video. Are you kidding? I couldn't piss them off if I tried. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let me stop these guys. These guys are going to be annoyed at my long intro. But let me stop the recording, and then we can talk about the real The real deal stuff. I want to edit this whole conversation down
1: to the interesting parts, which will probably take about five
0: seconds. Yeah, see, and it'll take me. It'll take me two minutes to edit it. That's why nothing gets (laughs) edited on this show. It's just. It's clearly not worth it. All right, say goodbye, Bruce, to the listeners. Goodbye, Bruce, to the listeners. All right.
3: shit and was soloing and it, it was like whoa pretty fucking amazing cat wow yeah. i wouldn't want him in my band but <laughs> he can fucking play he's not gonna lay it down for you
0: <laughs> wow so how you doing man
3: i'm hanging in there just usual shit <laughs> <laughs> Bruce, talk.
0: ciao ciao
3: ciao
4: motherfucker
0: <laughs>
3: thanks for ordering food for me man Don't i'm, worry, I'm sorry i'm i just didn't have time to it's eat right. today and i'm it's so it's hungry great i'm so hungry i'm sure it's i'm not picky man anything's fine i'm just so hungry
0: yeah I, I haven't money.
3: eaten since like
0: eight this morning <clears throat> so that's cool um we have um we have uh, lyle workman coming in at nine Oh, great. You know Lyle? Didn't I know
3: L- Lyle. I wish I knew a little bit more about
0: what he's been doing lately. Yeah. But... He's done a... I guess he's done a lot of shit. A lot of cool yeah, shit. Yeah, he has. Yeah, definitely. Cool he played with Sting and played with Beck. Yeah. Um, yep. And a ton of other stuff. I'm the same. I just... Yeah. You know. I met Lyle in Los Angeles when I first come to LA. I was on a music video. As Should a- you
3: start the
4: podcast? Yeah. since
0: we're I mean before you start
4: talking <laughs> well, well, we'll talk about him when he gets here. So. Yeah,
0: that's true. Um yeah, welcome. Scott. Hey. <laughs>
4: what the hell? Welcome, Sir Bruce. What am I doing here? <laughs>
0: How are you guys going? You guys handling everything okay? Life's well? Life's good? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah I
4: guess. You know, God, compared to what a lot of people are going through, I'm, oh I'm, God, like, a, yeah. I'm God, like a blue right? ribbon kind yeah. of guy.
0: We got a massive send out, heartfelt to all the people, the fire people, that are the victims, the people, the firemen, everyone that's going through that shit. We, we lost Roy Clark, was it today? Roy, Roy Clark, Clark today, yeah. Oh, man. Really? He was... He was such a badass. A oh, great guitar player, man. And what an entertainer. He died
3: today?
4: He's a great entertainer, yeah, yeah. Oh He's been, he'd been having, you know, a long decline. I mean, oh, yes, I huh. think, uh, you know, I was just in Tulsa. That's okay. where he lived. And Shelby Eicher, the, the fiddle player that I play with out there, was in his band for a lot of years. And, right. And uh, they were close. I think he was having kind of dementia or Alzheimer's, uh, you know, for a while. Right. But... but sweet man, and everybody loves him. No one ever says anything bad about Roy. You know, and what a great entertainer, what a oh great, player. Yeah. Funny, great player. Funny,
0: man. He was just like...
4: Hilarious. Funny yeah. as
0: fuck. And what a player. Man. Yeah,
4: but I mean, I imagine by the time people hear this, it'll be his one-year anniversary. <laughs> but
0: I didn't know, even know
3: he was not well. I didn't yeah, know. he went... And um, But the fires, man, you know, Jimmy Earl lost his house. Jimmy? You know, Jimmy Earl, the bass player. Right. bass wow. player that... I used to play with them all the time with Kinsey at Lava Lee. Yep. And Novak and, and uh He's been the bass player on Jimmy Kimmel for like the past 15 oh, years. Oh,
0: wow. I mean. Okay.
3: So, yeah, he lost his house. Lee Rittenhauer lost his house. <sighs> yeah. I don't, I, heard that. I don't, they're, they're, what I'm hearing is about 10 pretty famous musicians lost their house. So, yeah. I don't know who they all are, but wow. you know, I'm just, I feel, you know. I my, know that David Bowie's
0: my, keyboard player lost his house. Yes,
4: my my that, heart goes out to that everybody too. that yeah. lost their house, even if you're yeah. not a musician or I mean, famous yeah. or whatever.
3: It's really. just a really terrible it's, situation. Can you imagine it's, you got yeah.
0: 10 minutes? Ten minutes to get out, you
3: I heard and this was the worst stuff. fire in 100 years yep. here. And, you know, the fire is moving, they said, sometimes 30, 35 miles an hour. Like, as fast as you drive your car on a city street, that's how fast the that's, fire is moving. Isn't that crazy? That's crazy,
0: man. It's so hard to wrap your that's head like around just, that shit just, until you just, see it.
3: And it's jumping right over freeways and jumping. Yep. Oh, yeah, know, oh, just yeah. Like,
4: yeah. Man, it's, it's actually using nuts. the cars, you know, as fuel.
3: Yeah, that's mm-hmm. crazy, man. That's, I that's, man
4: and I was up north last week. So the fire, the big fire up north, I mean, I know this one down here is big. But oh, that, this is at Paradise, the, the, right? the one in Paradise, that burned the whole town of Paradise down. That's really? like a huge fire. I mean, uh-huh. like it would cover the whole of LA, I think, practically. I mean, and Whoa. it burned that town and there's hundreds of people still missing. Yeah, the, 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 I think the death a week, toll was up A week a later. Fi- and it's 56, I think, right now. Oh. But the thing is, is like there's a couple hundred people missing. And, like, if you're missing after a week, that's a bad sign. Yeah. You, you yeah. know? And, and, and when I was in, in Carmel Valley, yep. we were smoked in from the fire. Oh, you really? In Chico and Paradise, which is, as the crow flies, that's, like, what, 150 miles? Yep. Probably, you know, if you, you just go straight. That's at least 150 miles to there. And right. we were, like, smoked in from it. And then we went up. I had a gig in San Francisco last weekend. And from there it was like twice as bad, I mean San Francisco, wow. which is like a hundred miles away. It was just smoked in. people were all wearing masks. It was like it was like that you know Manchester or Liverpool, remember <laughs> when that used to get those yep. industrial yep. fog. It was that kind of smoke, so there's that one going on up there, and this horrible one we have down here and it was it just seems like just a second ago we were dealing with the one in Santa Barbara and ventura and uh that's right. Those was, other fires, yeah. you see, they were they were this year. Yeah. It wasn't like 2 years ago. wasn't it like early this year or something or maybe it's late seen, last
3: yeah, year. Yeah, it was same like it. Yep. Yeah. Do you see it here or smell it or
0: anything? We had one day where we we got it here. Cuz like, in
3: my house like close to Pasadena, we yep. no Usually, when they have these big fires, there's ashes all over yeah. our cars and we everything. Didn't have, that, didn't have that. Well, the this wind time. has
4: been blowing the other way. Uh huh. Right. Yeah. But but yeah. I can smell it in Burbank. Yeah, we. Uh-huh. I had a cup one day so here. There. We could smell it, but yeah. no ash or heavy
3: smoke. but yeah. You can smell it. I remember one time. I think it was last year where where I came out and the my whole car was covered in ashes, but that didn't happen this year. But oh my god this is just it's just so horrible and we just all of our thoughts go out to all the people who have really? been dealing with this it's just it's like unbelievably I mean how
0: do you fucking Mother you Nature's a bitch out? man right? I mean holy shit and, she's pissed. and
3: imagine where you know people live where there's typhoons and tornadoes and hurricanes Yep. And man you just can't fight that shit it comes and there's not shit you no, can do about not it. Well just make sure you have insurance. Yeah. <laughs> you know that's it.
0: I mean, how does the insurance deal with
3: all these? Paybacks? I always wonder about that because do they get the full value for their property when it when it's you know when, right. when they obviously they do some kind of assessment of how much the property is worth, but as property values continue to go up, are the insurance companies you know? No, are, you're are, you. When you, you have a policy, really it, it,
4: it states what the cover. Yeah, is. I'm sure, but. You have to Holy keep re upping it if you want to do that. But I
3: mean, fuck that. I mean, you lose all your personal items. You lose everything. You lose. I mean, I, it was something like Lee Ritenour got six guitars out of his house out of like 40. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and I mean, sure, just all the photos and the pictures be and great all great to find.
4: I all mean, the uh, stuff, if the for some of I'd like to know which ones he took. <laughs>
3: man. Just maybe just he wants, horrible, whatever's man.
0: easy. I mean, the fact is, you. you so you've lost everything, and then it doesn't set in until you go. Oh, I wanted to go get that. Oh, that's gone. Oh, that's right. That's gone. I've mm-hmm. lost that. Yeah. I mean, just for the next <laughs> your whole life, you're going to be like, oh man, I wish I had that. That's gone now, forever. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's hard, just, man. Fucking hard, you know. Really hard. <laughs> so if people don't. If, if people aren't on board with global warming. I mean, we've had the worst fires, I think they said on the news the other day, the worst fires in the last five, ten years in California in history. I mean, every year it's getting hotter. I mean, I've noticed it this year in the valley that it's, the summer's different. It's, a different. it's a different heat and it's mm-hmm. longer, it's drawn out longer.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's changing.
0: It's changing big time. We're in for a fucking rude awakening, I feel. So... Mm well
4: that's that's a nice little tune that's a nice I'm little modulation gonna,
0: I'm going to answer this
4: okay the Hello? first first live caller on Guitar Wink
0: oh um, Thai food <laughs> is he here I'll go out yeah Um. I, I'm sending in someone out now <laughs> You know, Disappear. come
4: up by me.
0: Yeah, that's where we need to be, man. I mean,
4: you'll, we got neighbors and they they piss us off, but nothing like here.
0: I mean, I walk out and I get. Yeah. You, know.
4: you need you you haven't come up to visit yet. Man. I know, man. Was, we think of all, all up the up time there. I spent in your house. Yeah.
0: I wanted I I want to come up.
4: There. Well, then get fucking get the on get on get on get in your car and come up. Did you get it?
3: Yeah. All right. Well, this is a first. I'm having uh, dinner on Guitar Wank. <laughs> 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 we're gonna, How we're, to gonna do it, man. we're gonna listen to Go Scott ahead. eat and yeah, uh, have I typhoon. I did not get to eat today. Well, that's so all right, man. You I'm, gotta I'm, eat. You gotta eat.
0: Gotta eat. Actually, I've been fasting. That's, really? Yeah, I've been fasting a lot of late, and uh, it's
3: why to lose weight. To or? Lose weight. Yeah, uh-huh. to lose the
0: baby weight. Really? Yeah. What it do, do you need? Seem mate?
3: like you need to lose weight.
0: I I did before, but now I'm starting to get back to uh, uh-huh Olympic weight. Smart. So, napkins. Thank you. Yell out if you need anything else. I'm so happy. <laughs>
3: smells good. I'm oh, as happy as I can be. So you guys go ahead and talk. I'll eat.
0: <laughs> That's gonna eat. Bruce,
3: are we recording?
0: Yes. Oh, I, 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 was the races.
4: Just, I, I was just watching Scott. He's down on his food. I've never seen anybody eat off the floor like that before. Oh, I don't mind. That I do it was, all the time. That was really amazing, man. Oh, God, I'm I'm so impressed, you know. I, I hope he enjoys his You meal. know, it's like, obviously, he eats there with, you know, with Ruby and, uh, and,
3: Bust and Buster, you know, you just sit
4: there and, and Rat Dog, you just kind of have another bowl on the floor next to yeah. him, right? it's kind of cool man i'm very happy actually they say it's a a very helpful posture while eating wow down on all fours,
3: really good oh i I hope you enjoy it i know i'm gonna enjoy it this looks great
0: um bruce yes what's what's been going on what's what's news in the hood
4: god well you know i've was on the i've been kind of making you know many miles on the road Uh, i've been kind of between northern california and southern california mostly um Finishing up a great semester at USC. Right, uh, that's been fun and exciting. It was a really good year. Great kids, a lot of progress. Um, I feel like my ass is kicked, but you know <laughs> and that's good for them to do that. Uh, been playing, doing a lot of Red Guitar shows. Uh,
0: now, Howdy, you just did a Red Guitar show. Was what's. Sunday Ooh. night. Sunday. Now what was the school with the big like Oh Northridge. Northridge. Uh, Cal
4: State Northridge, yeah. And that was They have a big performing arts center. It's called the uh, Soraya Performing Arts Center. It's like this big three thousand seater. It's huge.
0: Wow, that would have been cool. That's the well, I mean, when
4: I saw it for the sound check, I went like, "Oh, great! You know, there's going to be 12 people here. <laughs> you know, and you know what 12 people looks like in a place for 3,000. that's like really <laughs> it's my whole career." Yeah, know. yeah. I know, I know. I go. I kind of went like, "Here I go. I got to do this shit again. Oh man, this is great. Another, another. You know, just when you thought you had it going, you know, and then all of a sudden you get one of those gigs to remind you you ain't shit. You know. Right. But actually, there were a lot of people there and i did the red guitar after a i didn't talk about
0: this on the show? Not no we didn't okay. talk about this.
4: I did a i did a red guitar show after a full big band performance where i was the guest artist with the full big band and string section and everything so like you know how big that sound is. Yeah. And and it wasn't like there was a break. It was just basically long enough for everybody to get off the stage and then i did a red guitar show after that in this big huge huge
0: theater that went really intimate really quickly yeah it
4: was uh i I, all i got to say is that if i ever had um panic attack inklings or anything or proclivity to that that would have been the moment so now i know that i can basically handle anything yeah you know i mean i'm not going to say that the show is the greatest or anything or you know whatever but I know I'm, I'm cool. I can but get the up. feedback was amazing, oh, it was, right? It was really amazing. I mean, they they loved it. Yeah. They, You know, they...
0: You were signing autographs Yeah, for about 20
4: minutes. It was like autographs uh, and standing ovations a, and stuff. Who's a celebrity it, now? It surprised people, I think. You know, just because... I mean, let's face it. If you've never experienced anything like that, it's kind of different. Yeah. You know? But since then, I've done a bunch of shows. And, uh, yeah.
0: Now, if... All right, say if a guitar wanker is listening in, um, in let's say, Norway.
1: Great! Norway. And
0: he, Norway. And he's like, you know what? I've got a bunch of guitar wankers that we would, we could put together a, a bunch of nights or
4: yes. gigs. Yes, the answer is yes, I will come over. You would, you would do it? Yeah, but a- Akavit has to be part of the deal. What? Akavit. Say it in Australia. Akavit? Akavit.
0: Akavit. Yeah.
4: What is it? Aquavit, its like like—it's—it's uh, it's, well, it's water of life. Akavita. Um its its but it's basically this kind of schnapps they've got up and up there
0: in Norway. Oh yeah, it's good. Oh yeah. I don't know why I chose Norway, but that'd be cool.
4: Norway would be great. Anywhere, I mean, it's—it's it's just me and a guitar. Yeah. So it's pretty easy to do it if somebody really wanted to put something together, and you know, or if they just wanted to start something, I could kind of help add to it.
0: Yeah. So you could come in. You could this do is of- like
4: community building yeah. stuff. You know, we don't need no booking agents. We don't need no record producers. We don't need no um, IRS Anything. agents. <laughs> we don't need no no uh, no therapy animals. No. So you could come in do a bunch <laughs> of lessons.
0: You could do clinics at the mu- local music store. I stores, guess, yeah. And then you could do a red guitar and show. We,
4: I, could, I could do clinics. I could get flu shots. Everything. <laughs> I
0: love it. I love it. I think you need to be my manager. Well, I, that was the first step right yeah, there. Yeah, right, right. You know, I think you should I think f- anyone out there listening and want to put well, on it's, an amazing remember,
4: I don't know if you remember, but when I had my tour of Chicago in the Midwest, yeah. and there were some days open that the the person who booked it didn't fill, a couple of guitar winkers stepped in and filled up some days. Yeah. So, I mean, this is really I'm really grateful for the uh for the podcast, for that. And it's such a. And, and matter such a of great fact, show. now that you mention it, I'm going to speak for somebody else here because he's down on the floor <laughs> with his face into a bowl of food. Is it good,
0: Scott? Mm-hmm. Good.
4: Is uh, but Scott is uh, wanted to mention to everybody mm-hmm. that there is space in his online class at MI. Oh. It's on Mondays, correct, Scott?
3: It's on. Um, well. I'll I'll tell them about it in a minute.
4: Okay, well, I'm just giving you the warm-up. It's
3: it's actually um, the the online uh, lecture is just part of it. It's on Tuesday afternoon at 12, but I'm not doing it now. It starts in January, and it's going to go on for... You know,
0: like four times. Yeah, a but day
4: you're day. looking for people to sign up for it. Am I correct? Yeah,
0: yeah. Okay. Yeah, we're looking for people. So to at least sign I got that January. part right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think, didn't we hear from? I heard from. Was it Les? I think Les was doing the online course. Was he with Les, Les Thomas? Yeah, wasn't Les doing it? Les did it, and he he loved it. Right? He mm-hmm. raved about it. it was really um, great.
3: A few pe- people we know have have taken it.
0: Yeah. Uh
3: yeah. It's awesome. It's, man. it's cool. It's fun. But I'll I'll. I'll tell you guys about. Yeah, it. I'll tell them yeah. about it once I'm done done eating. Yeah, I mean it's not like there's a whole lot to tell, but it it is
0: kind of a cool thing. Yeah. i mm. um, Bruce. Now you just did I'm super excited about this cuz uh you did a new video.
4: Yes, I did. I did I believe it's my 7th from seventh? Music Masterclass and it will be coming out in the next month or two. Yeah. And what you maybe do Maybe by the time this airs.
0: Yeah, maybe well I I might yeah. What what is it on?
4: It's called Play the Song.
0: Okay, but w- what licks are you gonna teach me? Uh, <laughs> yeah, but I don't want to know Heindlick,
4: the hind the lick maneuver. You know about the hind lick maneuver, right? Yeah. You know about that? Yeah,
0: no. Uh, you don't? Know? No. I you know me. about the hind lick maneuver? I know that the choking. Thing. Right. Yeah, well, yeah.
4: well, but no, this is kind of like that. It's like there's this um, <laughs> this guy. He's he's uh, he's choking on some food, you know, and somebody runs up to him and pulls his pants down and starts licking his ass. And he, like, he coughs and he, you know, like, expectorates the food and goes, what the hell is happening? (laughs) And uh, the guy walks away and somebody says to the other, says, you know, I heard about the Heine Lick Maneuver, but I've never seen it before.
0: (laughs) I, I don't want to say an example of that. <laughs> That's amazing.
4: Anyways, but. Uh,
0: so learn this. It's all about. Okay, song. play what, the song. And way. R-
4: here's the deal. I've been growing increasingly frustrated in many elements of jazz, and that it seems to be all it's about anymore is playing. You could say licks, you could say vocabulary, you could say ideas over changes. Mm-hmm. It seems that um, as if. Kind of the stuff that I hear from my heroes, like Charlie Parker, Louis Armstrong, Lester Young, John Coltrane, Wayne Shorter. When I hear them play, I don't hear them just playing shit over changes. Right. I hear them playing the song. When I hear them I can hear the song and what they're playing, and I can hear motific ideas. I can hear... uh, you know, like the the structural ideas of the song actually embedded in in so much so that you can put the in the middle of the solo, and I can tell you what song it is, and not just from the changes. Right. And um, and so it's as if like the licks are almost the connective ki- ki- tissue in their playing, and people are kind of make that like it's the only part of their playing. Right. Everybody's like making a style out of just one little aspect of their playing. Yeah, does that make sense? Yeah, yep. So I mean, and I know so many people who who kind of take lessons from me, really frustrated because they feel like they're playing the same shit over and over again. You know, they they'll have a gig and then they feel like after about the fourth tune they're kind of like done and they're just playing the same stuff over and over, mm-hmm. and. I'd tell them it's because they are. <laughs> no, it's because it's not really that they're playing the same stuff, it's that they're looking at the music the same way all the time, right? So it's creating the same stuff and the same feeling of playing the same stuff. Yep. Whereas, if you honestly gear your playing towards the song itself, then you play another song, you can't, you never feel like you're going over, even though you probably are playing a lot of the same stuff because you can only know so much stuff. You don't feel like it. And when you don't feel like it, you aren't doing it. Right. Because it doesn't sound like it. Yeah. So so I show a lot of techniques for how to get inside the song itself, mm-hmm. which can be used in an improvisational, many different improvisational
0: ways. So do you start, like, on how to learn the song? Well, it
4: starts off basically with, you know, a, the big problem with guitar players is we memorize the changes and we move on. Right. Well, we don't even know the melody. Mm -hmm. so right there that's a huge part of the song and a lot of information that needs to be there when you go to improvise that right there and you know and I do work on playing the melody kind of using the melody as a way to teach yourself to play intervallically because the melody you can hear it and you know if you're if you want a whole step on your, from your little finger, then it's here. I'm moving my first yep. finger. Yep. But if you're on your first finger or whole steps, you're moving my third finger now. You know, it's like from each finger, the whole step's either a string away or it's on the same string. You know, like that kind of thing. And you learn to sort of to feel that note you're hearing. So that also translates into how you improvise because you become more intervallic in your playing. Yeah. yeah. And so, um, so that's a, a huge part of it. Another part of it is um, understanding just the key centers of the song and just using pentatonic blues-based and motific ideas that are very simplistic but key-based. So, you know, like, well, the song basically hangs in the key of this until here and then it goes the key of this for here. And you just sort of, like, create melodies devoid of all the little intricate changes in between. And it Mm -hmm. gives you a whole different sense of melodicism. First of all, it makes you sound really horrible when you play a lot of notes, yeah. when you think that way. Yep. So it, it also encourages you to make more out of less notes and be more rhythmic, which is, of course, another thing that when you have a tendency to play changes, you have a tendency to play a lot, which means you're less rhythmic. Right. So, so by that study, it's really not just only about learning how to play over the key, but also realizing that it's teaching you these important elements for playing the song. And then using motifs and working them through the keys and the changes, but using the motif to drive it, not like the arpeggio or the da-da-da-da. Right. And, then, and then to really explore on the on the neck of the instrument actually where all these sounds are. So like I'll, we'll work on, when we get into the changes, we'll play all the changes in a zone. We won't like, we'll stay in five fret area. We'll have to play all the changes. Mm-hmm. And then we then we start playing all the substitutes and passing chords with those changes in that zone and work it out and then we'll move it to another zone and we'll just kind of go through the whole song and find all the places where the harmony lives Wow! so like you know you're really sort of identifying all these places for ideas to happen yep. before you really just start puking all over the song <laughs> and then uh
0: what was the tune? And then then we chose. do
4: I chose something that I thought was really funny. I chose I Got Rhythm Changes because that's like you know, rhythm changes, that's what we call it. I got yep. rhythm. And I, I took a tune that I really like on I Got Rhythm It's really kind of simple. Mm-hmm. It's almost as simple as the original song itself. It's called Lester Leaps In, it's a Lester Young tune. Mm-hmm. It just kinda goes da 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 you know mm-hmm. so it's real simple yeah and then i you know i explain like well i'm really hearing that tune while i'm playing these changes now listen to me play and you know can you hear it in there yeah, i know you can you know it's like and um and i wanted to use rhythm changes simply because it is of all the songs the song that we even think of okay you're just playing the changes mm. so i wanted to point out that even in that instance it's not that way
0: Oh, dude, this sounds like a really uh, awesome video.
4: But of course, another kind of tune that's way more, you know, a different kind of song would be even more, it would be easier to work with than Mm -hmm. I Got Rhythm. But I Got Rhythm is really good because it's nothing but really two-bar turnarounds. Yeah. So you're working in a real close area and making stuff work. I point out all the possible substitutes to you and how to find them. Then we do voice leading exercises with it you know, like the note on the top of the chord, maybe we'll keep the same note and try and make all the changes go with the same note. Yep. And then we'll do like ascending chromatic and like try and justify weird notes by finding the right chord that will work in the cadence, but will also sub- that will also support a note that doesn't really belong in that place in the cadence. Right. So you can start to learn to hear more, um, uh, what's the word, hear in a wider way. You know, you hear more possibilities. So that the whole chromatic scale becomes your friend. Yeah. And uh, and all these techniques are basically about getting deeper into the song and playing the song. So that when you go, you can use the song as your, as your viewpoint. And then when you play, it's this like excursion over this piece. And then when you play another piece, it's like the slate is wiped clean and you're going off on it again. Wow. So that's what that's about.
0: This is this sounds awesome. Well, sounds like really hopefully, hopefully it is. <laughs> yeah. Well, so we can expect it to come out maybe in the next few weeks, right? Yeah,
4: I'm I'm hoping by the end of the year it'll be
0: out. Okay, mymusicmasterclass.com. Seven. Seven. Wow. It's seven a lot videos. of the same
4: shit that's in the others. It's just packaged different. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You know. That's, Sometimes I feel like I, I need to hear the message told a few different times or a few different ways before it sinks in. Well, That's it is something
4: I'm really into, you know, I mean, I just yeah. like, I've been listening to, to Bird again and it's just like, it's just so amazing when you hear it, there's so much of the song in everything he plays. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it's, it's freaky how, how much stuff he puts in there and still the song is
0: the centerpiece. Yeah, yeah. Wow, man. Awesome. I'm excited about that. That sounds really cool. Scott, how's that tie? It's good. It's ah. really good. <laughs> I like it. it how's the like Sriracha?
4: Oh, he's doing the chili stuff. Yeah, oh, yeah.
0: The, I love the hot stuff. It's amazing. Awesome. Awesome. They're a good Thai
4: place. You're not supposed to put it on that part of your body.
0: (laughs) I didn't think you were looking. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, shit just got weird here, folks.
4: (laughs) I was wondering why I was crying. (laughs) I thought it was what I was saying.
0: (laughs) I'd prefer to not see Scott eat Thai food off his stomach. But, you know, hey, whatever turns you you on, dude. It's okay, man. Oh man. Right. Well that's cool. It's good to have you guys back. It feels like it's been a little God,
4: while. it's been old days. I was telling somebody about, you know, how Guitar Wink started the other day. You know, all those years ago. <laughs> when we
0: were young. When we were young. <laughs> uh, when we had better things to do with that time. Yeah. Uh, it's all just gone to shit. <laughs> yeah. You know, oh man. It is what it is. It is what it is, all right.
4: And and you know, the uh, Guitar player episode uh, should be out. Article should be out.
0: Yeah, I well, we've seen.
4: Have you seen it on the newsstands yet?
0: No, well, I don't go to newsstands anymore.
4: Well, I, that's not what I heard.
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm I heard you in a had a trench coat. I, yeah, I heard after your
4: paper route, you work in a newsstand now. <laughs>
0: I did have a paper route. God, that was a bitch of a job oh man yeah people were asking about your guitar player magazine release yeah and you got the vintage one vintage guitar vintage
4: guitar is coming out that might
0: be a month or two right wow man you just I'm
4: just like swinging so hard man this is like you know
0: this is this is what's happening you know I'm just like
4: I'm swinging so hard I don't even know what to do with it (laughs) now if I could only play
0: (laughs) right yeah that's for sure did anyone watch it? I know you guys probably watched the the Country Music Awards the other night.
4: Oh, I never watched them. <laughs> but I mean, not because I I don't know. I just never know they're on till after they happen. Who won? I I didn't watch it. Oh, cool. I didn't watch it. <laughs> and and which country?
0: <laughs> well, I don't know what country <laughs> was winning. Yeah. Uh, man, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? So um we we have um. I did, I did share with our peeps online that we'd, uh, we've got Lyle coming in, so we've got some questions for him. Um, what else is going on? God, so much. So much. Michael Ross, shouts out, gives a shout out. We're going to probably see Michael next week. I'm off to Nashville. Oh, you're going to Nashville? Yeah, I'll be in Nashville Saturday for a week. I'm All excited right, about yeah, that. Yeah. That'd be cool. Be freezing my tits off there. Is it cold there right now? I think it's cold everywhere except California, right? Man,
4: it's been so nice here. It's
0: snowing in New York. Wow. Yeah. Man, we've got 80 degree It's, it's nice. beautiful. It's beautiful. Oh, it is. It's incredible weather here. It's so good for Thanksgiving. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. You staying in
4: town for Thanksgiving, Scott? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm here. I'm not going anywhere till April.
3: Whoa. April. April.
0: April. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's like six months. Mm-hmm. Where are you going to go?
3: Uh, tour of Europe for like a month.
0: Yep. Um, How did we haven't talked to you since you went to Asia? Asia, right?
3: Are you sure? No, I was, I was back here. No. since I went to Asia. Nope. Really?
0: Really. Oh, you were going. Mm. At, you remember, we were going go to get that other podcast. We were going go to get a sir uh, together.
3: Yeah. Did you go? Yeah, yeah I went to I, Asia, and I went to I went to Sir. Yeah. yeah. Um not for very long i just dropped off a guitar that needed some work and and i wasn't there for just you know five or ten minutes really yeah I, usually i, I stayed for lunch but i didn't have time so i
0: just you know well d- i theater. reached out to john he hasn't finished my amp yet oh, okay <laughs> so, yeah so there was no point in no i went
3: to asia and had a fun tour there it was really really fun yeah it was nice um got to fly on um Cathay pacific on the way there cause that, i really like that airline because they're, they're they're better than most airlines. They're really good. Okay. They have big screens for movies and good food and yep. hot, wider seats and hot flight attendants. Super new planes, of course, and yep. you know, super new planes where they have you know electricity for your computer and everything. Just really nice. <clears throat> and so I had a good trip and we had fun in
0: Asia. It was a oh, blast. Better than United Airlines? <laughs> God, <laughs> oh
3: my God! You don't have to try too hard to beat them.
0: All <laughs> oh, the sarcasm, Mister McGovern. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm.
3: wow! But I, it was fun. I got to play a little bit with Joe Bag, you know, the organ player. He was playing great. Great, sounded really good. And um, yeah, the rest of the stuff was my trio. But um, had a really good gig at the Blue Note in Beijing. That is a nice club. Um, I like it even more than the one in in Milan, Italy. It's, yep. it the sound is better. The sound men are like so on it. They're so good, they make it sound like a CD. Wow. And it's, it's the it's one of the best sounding rooms I've played in Asia. And they really take care of you. And we sold it out for two nights. So it was really, really nice. <laughs>
0: that Douglas, is that with Douglas Martin? Is it Douglas? Martin? No,
4: Douglas is down in uh, the Hong Kong or Shanghai He or
0: he, he saw your show over there. Yeah. He wanted to come up and say hello, but he said, you. you, you looked like I you think were you were jet off. lagged, you flew in that day and you, you looked grumpy.
3: Really? <laughs> yeah. I don't remember being grumpy. We had fun. I mean, it was yeah. really fun the whole time. He didn't want to bug you. You know, w- one of the things that that did that did bug me, and it's not a secret, because I told the promoter about it. Yep. But there was a sound guy in Shanghai who basically ruined the show, and. um I have a lot of friends there, so I didn't hear it with my own ears, but I trust the people that told me, and multiple people told me how bad it sounded. Oh, man. So, yeah, and I basically uh, complained to the promoter and, you know, told him, dude, I mean, you can't just, you spent a lot of money on us, you know, and then you fucked it up by hiring a guy who has no clue what he's doing. And I'm I'm really starting to, to realize now how these guys get the gigs, because the world has changed as far as there are no analog live boards anymore; they're mm-hmm. all digital. Mm-hmm. So if you know how to work a digital board, you can get a gig. Yeah. Because a digital board, believe me, has a learning curve. There's one in the room at school. When the guys were when the guys came here to do the record, and we were rehearsing at Mi. I was just trying to plug my computer into this digital board just to get a sound. I couldn't, I was there for an hour, I couldn't figure out how. Wow. Because you gotta have the manual. Yep, yep. You know, I mean, you can press every note you want, it's not intuitive, you have to have the manual to know what to do, and every digital board is different. Yep. So, a lot of these guys get the gig because they know how to run a digital board, but actually, ears and musical common sense is not required, you know, and, and these guys are just, they're, they're a disaster. Wow. So, so one guy ruined my show. And, and, you know, I did complain to the promoter and I said, never hire that guy again. He's dead now, get, right? He got well, him killed. If I could have killed him, I would have. <laughs> you know, but, but uh, a friend of mine who was there saw him. My band has a lot of dynamics. So when we were playing soft, he was on the board taking the oh, fingers up no. to compensate for the fact that we got soft. Yep. That's how stupid this motherfucker was so uh and, you know just e q s and everything wrong and horrible mixes and you know the bass drum, and the thing is is he did what we asked him to do in sound check, mm-hmm. and he followed our instructions, but when it time when came they, time no, for the yeah. gig to start, it was his show, yeah, so a friend of mine went to uh came up to me on stage and I said, "Report this to the uh the." the promoter and if he says it's okay I'll stop the show Wow and I almost did yeah I came I was this close to stopping the show after the third tune and taking like a 20-minute a break and firing him and getting someone from the audience to mix yeah which I've never done before but I think I will start doing that from now on if we have somebody that clueless on the board I will fucking stop yeah, the right. show and just get somebody that has some clue Find a guitar player friend of mine in the audience, or somebody that knows how to mix, and I mean, just about anybody that knows anything out of music knows. Okay, the drums are supposed to be this loud. You just you just kind of make everything sound even, and then you leave the, the faders alone yeah. and let the band mix themselves. Yeah, you don't. Ha- and this guy was just you know all the time with his arms flailing on the board. Yeah, it was a disaster. Wow. So, completely opposite to the the, the, the gig in Beijing, yep. where the guys were really pros, and they really just did such think, a fantastic job.
0: I think that's the one that I maybe Doug was no, at. No, I think Doug went to Shanghai. Oh, really? I think yeah. he's in Shanghai. Because he said he said oh, the show was amazing. He said you were yeah. on fire, and where, you killed... Where, where, where but he also it? said Is you were solid? in a bad
4: mood. What's that? He also said he was in a bad mood. Well, well it, it may
0: have
3: been the sound. Might have been. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you know because... Right. I'm sure Doug will reach out. Is that and tell where we went and saw the
0: show in Shanghai?
3: I
4: can't he might remember have been. I mean, I, oh, I can tell you. I can go on. Where's my phone? He's,
0: he did send me a message and say that I just saw Scott. No, he did, and he, was and wearing he said a how. Hat.
4: And he said how great. You I were. wasn't
0: wearing a.
3: No, he
4: was. was. No, he I was. He was. A,
0: oh, I was wearing a
3: Rams hat. <laughs> <laughs> I wore my guitar. Thank, thanks hat on thanks for the
4: help. The Rams really do us yes, a lot of good. <laughs> yeah, they're <laughs> having a great season. You right. guys have only
3: lost one game. <laughs> yeah, well. Oh, man. But yeah, I mean, I I think that would be the only gig where I was in a bad mood because all the other gigs were really okay. No 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 technical problems. Bangkok was fun. Um, uh, Taipei was a great gig. We played a festival. He's in, in Beijing. Beijing. He's in Beijing. So we yeah. saw you at yeah. Blue Note. He's right Beijing. Yeah. Oh, I wasn't in a bad mood at the at the Blue uh, Note. I was having fun. I was afraid to. I was having a great time. We
0: oh. played a festival. in... Just saw um, Scott's trio play in Beijing. Damn, yeah. killed it at the Blue Note. Yeah.
3: We played a festival in Taipei, and there was a really amazing young girl. She looked like she was in her twenties, playing vibes. Yep. badass, and also a really good uh, piano player who lives in New York but is from Taipei. Mm-hmm. Who is also killing, man! Wow! Just so you beautiful. got a good vibe from it all? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was it was really <laughs> nice to have because we they played after right. us, right? Um, so it was fun to to hear. You know, some good music after we played. It was fun because I, I saw their whole concert
0: and it was yep. really, really good. What's, I really enjoyed it.
3: What's it like there in
0: Beijing? I've never been to Beijing.
3: Uh, well, honestly, you don't really get to see a whole lot except you're so you, you know, in you, and out. You're so in and out because yeah. I had a clinic in Beijing. During the day of the second night mm-hmm. at the Blue Note, so I didn't get to sightsee. The one thing, oh no, what am I talking about? We did sightsee. For in the morning, we went to the Forbidden City in Beijing, which was amazing. Yeah, which was where all the you know the, the the former emperors of China. I mean, it's like a whole city. Yep. Basically, well, that's why they call it Forbidden City because it's a <laughs> city. But it is really amazing. Yeah. It's, it's it's so cool. We had such a great time. And wow. uh, that was the only sightseeing we got to do, except for going to the red light district in Bangkok, which I was extremely disappointed in. Oh, um, why? Because it's, and it's really changed <laughs> a lot. Like, the girls um, are really too young. Right. You know, uh. I mean, they all look like they're like 19. Right, they're they're all drop dead gorgeous. I mean, they look like Victoria's Secret models. Every one of them, they're really pretty, yep. but they're not sexy. Right, they're they're young, and and you know when they're up there dancing and they're up there on the pole and they're giggling back and forth. It just, it's like the it's like a cheerleader thing, uh, you know. So it gets not, a little creepy. It's creepy. Yeah, it's not Vegas, but that put right. it that way, you know, when you go to a strip club in Vegas, those <laughs> girls are trying to be sexy. Yeah, but, yeah, but but because that's. they're being paid for but these girls from what i understand from a friend of mine is that they're just there and then if you want one of those girls to go to your hotel or whatever you tell the madam and the madam brings the girl over and then it's time for her to try to be sexy but Uh, when she's up there dancing she's just up there like waiting for somebody to call her down to, for her right. to do her job, right? right? Yeah. So it's not a sexy experience at all. It's sort of like sad in a way, yeah. you know? And, and especially every time I saw one of those girls on the street, it was like I felt like going, Angela, get your ass back home. <laughs> 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 As they were we <laughs>
0: was just young, oh man. man, too young. Yeah, that's a little creepy. Too
3: young. It was. I was, was kind of creeped out by the whole thing. Yeah, and I paid ten dollars for a glass of orange juice, so that was really fun. Oh,
0: that's dude, really that's, enjoyed that. That's where I draw the line, dude. <laughs> Had fun.
3: Had a lot of fun there, but uh yeah. Anyway, the gig was cool. Yeah, played at a university. Yeah, and uh, it was a really fun gig. i'd I'd uh, love to go
0: over
1: there
0: that'd that'd be really cool i saw
3: a lot of friends of mine in bangkok i have a lot of friends there, ex-students and stuff yeah and actually one of the promoters who had hired me to go to bangkok before he was there um and it was great to see him so it was fun that's that's cool what a great
0: place i I want to go i definitely want to go there bruce Mm -hmm. have you been to bangkok and
4: yes i've been to bangkok
0: did you have the same problem the women were too young no. <laughs> that's, that's a new thing.
4: But, yeah. no, but there were some, yeah, I mean, there's, there were some that I saw that were, really looked like my niece. I was there yeah. like
3: five years ago, and it wasn't like this. Yeah. It was completely different. It was a lot less young girls and more just, it was more like Vegas. Yeah. Now, it's sort of almost like, dare I say this word, but it's kind of Disneyized Ooh. in a way, like Times Square.
0: It's really? Sort of,
3: yeah. The girls don't even take their clothes off. They're in bikinis. Oh. So they might have changed the law because it's not really even a strip. These clubs aren't strip clubs anymore. What's so no that? one no one is taking any clothes off. It's They've got their bikinis and that's it. And they're up there kind of dancing and chatting. And it's sort of like, this
0: is... This I'm, is
3: gonna turn me on. Dude, this I'm is not like, even this gonna this go makes now. Me go home. Yeah, I can't
0: do this. I can't oh, do this. I'm not going. Yeah, it I wasn't really <laughs> very mm,
3: it felt like I it felt like I was hanging out at a high school. Ah. Oh, I just like I, I just On like, every level that's bad. Can we just go back to the hotel? That's how I felt. Well, there really you go. See
0: the things you learn on See, most of, I would say Hopefully, 95% of our listeners are like, well, I'm not going to go there. And there's probably 5% that are really creepy and like, oh, dude, I'm going to Bangkok. There was some good street food. (laughs) Oh, well, there you go. Mm -hmm. Good street food. I love that. In
3: fact, um, (laughs) in Seoul, in Korea, we went to a place, it's just a lot of walking streets. And some of the best street food. Oh, I had I had, a long time. I had
0: amazing street food in Seoul, it Korea. Was it was just awesome. so
3: amazing. Lobster yeah. that they would like grill with a with like a butane blowtorch, <laughs> and they would torch this lobster tail, and then cover it in cheese under a lamp. Oh and man! Was, I mean, the food was amazing. Yeah, it was so good. And I had Korea barbecue, Korean barbecue, at least six times. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I was, I was very happy food-wise. Oh, that's, that's awesome. Man. I'm always happy food-wise in Asia because I love Asian food. Oh, man. So it was, they, it was, they know how to amazing. cook, man. Know I'm how eating right Thai in. right now, so. Yeah, there you go. <laughs>
0: Did you, you didn't go to Japan? No,
3: the Blue Note didn't want me because okay. they're waiting for the new album, and I'm actually getting this from some countries where they're saying, okay, Vibe Station came out in 2015. What are, what are you doing? Oh, okay. Like, our fans are waiting for your new record. That's going to feel good. Well, it's it's a little pressure, you know, because... (laughs) I mean... Pressure of people wanting to
0: hear your new stuff.
3: Well, I mean, it's nice that they do. I, I just... I feel like... I'm sure I could have sold out the Blue Note in Tokyo with or without a new album. Right. So, I don't really see why they have to wait for the new record, but mm-hmm. that's what they want to do. So I just, I just respect their the way, the wishes. Know, yeah. We'll, when the album is done, uh, my agent says we'll go over there and, and do a, just a tour of like three cities in Japan and maybe go to Australia. Oh wow. And, yep. and just, you know, whatever else we can do when we're over there. So it's like, and also oh, I nice. got hired for um, a festival in Shanghai next year. And the album will be out by then. So maybe we can tie that into Japan and, you know, we'll just go there again. Fantastic. When the record's done. Oh, so, man, that's, it's that's all, awesome. It's all good. But it's sort of like, it just feels weird. It's like, no, we don't want you until your new record's <laughs> It's like, what? How come? This is basically a get to work, so still bitch. still the same guy. Yeah, they're going to get to work, bitch. Finish, finish your record. Finish
0: your shit. Bruce, you need to get over there and do the red guitar. Working as hard as I can. That'd be, that'd be cool, right? Yeah. I'd yeah, like sure it was cool.
4: I'm sure they couldn't understand a word I said.
0: They they'd be focused on your your licks. My licks? <laughs> my hindu-lick maneuver? Yeah, I, yeah, that one. Oh man.
3: No, I've got everybody on my ass saying that, you know, um how important the record is and I and I'm like, man, I know bands that toured for 10 years off one album. <laughs> Why is it so important? Yeah because they're coming to hear you play and um, I don't really think that a new record would make that much difference in the the number of people at the game right. especially right.
4: since no one buys it anymore anyways yeah. <laughs> yeah, right.
3: well you, you know, know I mean I guess the fans do but maybe... No, they stream it on Spotify. Well, I don't. I, I have to disagree with that because I've sold a lot of Vibe Station, and That's great. I'm quite happy about it. And yeah, but but
4: you you, know, you don't think that in the years since then that the amount of sales of 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 live product is going down? It
3: probably is, but I think because I
4: sure have noticed in just three years, two years. It's, it's severe dope. I,
3: I think it probably has, but I think that there are a lot of true fans out there who realize that if they buy your record, it's going to give you the means to make another one. And, yeah. and I think there are, and at least in my case, Yeah. I have enough loyal fans where I feel really supported. Yeah. And I'm lucky to say that, and I feel really grateful that I can say that because um, you know, I think people want me to continue with what I'm doing, and, and I can't do it if nobody buys the records i can't you know i pay for these records by myself i i take out i took out twenty thousand dollars on a credit card Mm -hmm. to pay for this record so you know i I took out ten thousand dollars to pay the musicians in the studio and then when the record gets toward mixing time i'll take out another ten thousand dollars that will pay for the mixing and the mastering and the artwork and the publicist and all that stuff yeah and so i will be in the hole about 20 grand for this record so i'm counting on fans to help me and and they know that if they buy the record and i make money from this i can afford to make another
0: one and so. and the grand scheme of things it's really it is a lot of money but it's not a lot of money it's
3: compared not to that like much if you money, look I if mean, you
0: look back at the older days
3: oh yeah the other in the old days yeah. i mean geez, if you went in the studio i mean i can't even imagine a band going in a studio to do a whole record i mean we went into the studio for three days yeah just to do the drums and the bass and guitar live so that we would have interplay on the record and everybody's playing together and we need that because we need it to to be a real you know live record It, it doesn't work any other way yeah yeah but now i have time to go back and layer and Put stuff on top of what I played and change stuff that I don't like that I yeah. played and blah blah blah. And that all I can do for at home for free. Yeah. But in the old days, people used to do that in the studio for weeks, yeah, weeks, months. God. You know, and I you can't imagine the bills. I would think it would be nothing for a band to spend a hundred thousand. In yeah. the studio, if they're going to stay in the studio for a month to do a record, that's yeah. like a hundred grand easy.
0: Yeah, you wouldn't be paying for it yourself back no, then. No,
3: some label would be paying for yeah. it, but of course, that's coming out of <laughs> the money on the back end. That's yeah. money you're not going to see. And uh, You I, wouldn't I don't have know,
4: seen it anyways. Yeah, probably not.
3: <laughs> I mean, my history with labels is you don't see a lot on the back end. Yeah. All you see is your publishing money that comes in. Right. From your writer's royalties, but you don't see a lot of royalties. In fact, I think the only album in my whole history of being on a label, Dog Party, because it was like a big blues. I mean, everybody likes blues, so of course it sold more than my... Yeah. Other stuff, yep. And I made royalties off that record, not a lot, but right. at least it it recouped. Work. would you? I don't
0: wait. know. I know I've asked you this before. Would you go back and do another blues? No, album? no, no. I'm done with that. Right, you're done with that shit. But, but yeah, it's fuck not, that. It's fuck not that blues. I. It's
3: not that I don't love blues. It's just that I, I did it. You yeah, know? And it's not, not. It's not who I am. It's just part of who I am, and yeah. I can. And I'm playing the blues all, all over this new album, yep. but just not in a one four five context. Yeah, you know, yep. it's just it's still blues. You know, I play blues every time I pick up the guitar, yeah. so yeah. it doesn't matter what the tune is, I play blues in Stella by Starlight, so, <laughs> I mean, whatever I play, I play blues. But oh, um, but
4: it's it's yeah. really changing, you know, everything's really changing. Yeah, it, it is. Time. It's like, you know, and, and I mean, I've seen it now, for, I'm seeing it for the third time. Yeah. I was, I had records out, and we sold them, you know, and... I watched records leave the planet. And I, I know they're coming back to certain people who did vinyl and everything. I know that. But basically, they left the planet, except for a very small niche market. Yep. I remember cassettes. Two. What? Cassettes. <laughs> yeah, right. They were there. Oh. Boy, you're old. Yeah, yeah you're right. Old. Re- <laughs> record, records were older than cassettes.
0: Oh. Oh. Hey. There he is. Hey, man. Hey. Mr. Lyle Workman. Come in, mate. <laughs> Would
3: you like some of my Thai food? Oh, I But you have go to ahead. eat, have to eat it off man? the floor. Long, hey. long time no see, brother. Wow. I haven't seen you in ages. How are you, how man? Been, man? How are you? Great.
5: How are you? So good to see you. Yeah, it's good to see you, too. I'm very honored to be included. Oh, man. Hey, we're, we're so gonna, nice to meet you. You, too. Leo. Nice of you Great to meet Colin.
4: man sends his love. Ah, mm-hmm. what does he know? Do? <laughs> nice of you to ruin man, your career pleasure. by coming on the show. Awesome. Thanks Thank you nice so much, man, for
5: coming. Man, I'm like walking back here, go, man. I hope I'm in the right place. Or I you hope I, getting yeah, getting I don't mugged. get arrested. I was just like picturing like some freaking gigantic down a jog to jump,
0: run out and attack me. Yeah. <laughs> this is a
5: cool setup you got here. Thanks,
0: man. Thank you. Take, Have a seat, man. A Have seat. a seat. I've got a little microphone. Oh, are you, or you could just
4: uh, get down on the floor and eat Scott's Thai food. I right want to
0: make
3: one more point well,
0: before know, we start talking beer, to right? Lyle that
3: I forgot. That right. I, I just want to make one point while we're on that subject. Yes. Excuse me su- for one second, What subject are we on? But where you was said about changing about people buying stuff well, no, I well i
4: actually hadn't finished my point oh well, go ahead uh,
3: <laughs> i didn't realize <laughs> we're, we're guys still just talking about it no that's go,
4: ahead. go ahead no no oh, but yeah, i'm yeah. just saying
0: put your mic on i have watched we're pretty casual mate one, that's one all one good
4: would, i guess one would call evolution for want of a better word and you know i mean i watched cassettes come and go you know as a thing we sold yeah and now i believe i'm watching cds do the same thing I just really do, well, and that's this is the all I'm saying.
3: Section of the show where we complain <laughs> no, 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 about No, 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 I'm,
4: I'm not. Co- no, no. Wait a minute. I, but the thing is, I'm not complaining. Bunch <laughs> of yeah, I'm, uh, this is a this is a sheer. I feel like it's deja vu for the third time. You know, it's like I'm watching a medium,
2: mm-hmm.
4: not media, medium. Yeah. Kind of leave the planet. I mean, since 2016, there hasn't been a car made with a CD player in it.
3: Yeah. I talked to a medium and, to talk and, to my Aunt Maxine. So well,
4: that, that's a small medium at large, but, um, but, uh, but uh, you know, so I mean, I'm just watching the whole, you know, what's next kind of thing, and, and, and with every successive one, it's been more and more difficult for us as, as players to make money on that stuff. Yeah. It still can be done, and, and people do show their support, and like I've got a storage shed full of Old CDs right. that I am trying to offload. Before I mean, my 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 how goal how much you is, want for them? <laughs> you want five bucks? No, uh, I'll pay you five bucks to take them.
2: Uh,
4: sold. But uh, you know, it's like my goal is to have them all find homes and work in the world. You know, before I die and and die without any of the CDs in the storage shed. And 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 I have actually changed to a new marketing ploy for it. Not ploy, but uh, uh, method. Scheme. 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 Method. Uh, method. I like method.
3: Right. Method. Scheme sounds better. Yeah, yeah. Or like racket. But
4: here's the deal. Here's the deal. <laughs> what I do is, and I was doing this like, it was particularly at clubs and house concerts and shit, I'll just put them all out. I'll put as many as I can out. I said like, take what you want, pay what you want. And Believe it or not, people, because of what Scott says, they really want to support yeah, they us. Do. They like us, and they they understand that we put a lot of love and it into that. And you know, and 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 by buying it, they're supporting us and encouraging us to continue on. So, so um, I've been making more money selling CDs than I ever have with wow. this method. But I did a festival uh, last oh, a week and a half ago. Right and. Now the merch tent is like way out of my range. You know, the merch tent is like 500 yards, around two corners, you know, and and gone. And in this big merch tent where everybody's selling shit, I had a big big vintage suitcase full of CDs with a basket that said, take what you want, pay what you want. So there's this just basket of cash sitting there. And like, granted, there's other artists around and there are people selling shit around, but no one's really monitoring it. So someone could, or some of the other artists or anybody could have gone and put their, and they might have. Yep. The fact is, I went to that basket and there was money, like a lot of money in it each time. And I just put it all in my pocket and left a little bit there, left the CDs there, after our set, when I even said that we were doing this, the sound man came up to me and gave me like 20 bucks He can you get me a CD? I'll bring it to me. I can't leave. Yeah, it's like, it's like, it's another way. I mean, and I think everybody understands. Yeah, this is going away. What, who knows what the next thing, obviously the streaming thing is here, but you know, I mean people don't even have CD. You know, it used to be, we wanted CDs because records and cassettes were just Cassettes were too hard to find the song you wanted to hear. That yeah, was their problem, pain, yes. along with the fact they sounded like shit. And, um, and they were unstable. Records were just so big and heavy that CDs seemed like, you know, took over. And now we've got iPhones and streaming. You know, we got access to every song in the world for $10 a month. Yep. You know, so we as artists have to figure out. How to maneuver in this new world, and the, the fact is, is what Scott said is is the key. These people do want to support us.
3: Yeah. So can sure. I make my little point now? Are you done? Can I make <laughs> actually? I'm not <laughs> point? quite done, but I will quit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What's your little you know, point? My point is that when Bruce said what he said, and I kind of didn't disagree with him, but I do because because <laughs> because it's true. You know that Spotify do, doing all all that. I want to get done so we can talk to lot but but but. What I, My point is, is that when I said that I'm making good money and having a lot of success with my CDs, you have to keep in mind that I'm touring a lot. Yeah. And the majority of the CD money that I make is from the road, not from mar- the market, the yeah. marketplace. Like yeah. CD Baby. One thing cool about CD Baby is you, you have a record on CD ba- Baby. They don't stop you from selling to other markets. So I can sell my rec. I've got my records at like three labels around Europe and one in Japan, and yep. CD Baby doesn't care. The only thing they maintain is the digital rights right. to it. Amazon, iTunes, blah, yep. blah, blah. But what I'm saying is that on the road, that's where the real money is to be made because everyone loves a souvenir from the gig. Yeah. And one of the things I just, I, just a, a real, you know, just very quickly, the way I like to do it and and it's been working really well for me is I don't bring store CDs on the road. I bring spools you can fit 60 cds oh, right. in a spool
0: oh, okay i yeah.
3: bring seven spools every time i go out on the road wow that's seven times six that's 560 cds at 15 bucks each and i always sell them all wow
0: i can't so that's math, a good four so...
3: grand yep. every time or 445 maybe 45 <laughs> every time i go on the road in cd sales because I don't have a giant suitcase full of CDs. I've got six spools rolled up in my blue jeans right. and a little box with the artwork. And you give people a CD and the artwork and all they need is a jewel case, yep. which is what, 10 cents? Yeah. And they're happy to put the artwork in a jewel case along with the CD and they've got a real CD and they're happy to do it. Yep. And it's just, that's a good way to make money on the road. But that's where a lot of the money is coming yeah, from. Yeah, because they leave the
0: gig, they're excited. They want to. They want to they take love they love. home. They love I, to I'm have just trying
4: a, to know, find out where he's disagreeing so. with me here. But uh, no, he I'm not. I'm, not. I'm not. I'm
3: not disagreeing. Because like I'm, I, you
4: know, I'm actually working more on the road generally than you are. Yeah, and and you know, and selling CDs. But uh, I've just gone to a different thing. Well, granted, I sell this. The full CD package mm-hmm. and not the spindle. I'm just saying thing. you can bring. I know, more. I know the spindle thing, you know, but you you use that as bulge for, on the on stage too. So what's yeah. that? Oh
3: yeah, I put them in my pants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah That's why you
4: said you rolled them in your jeans. Yeah. I didn't well, say. Well, that. I do while well, I'm wearing them. Yeah. Yeah. All right, yeah, you know Tom, John, John, know, Tom
1: Jones used to do that. <laughs> I'm
3: sure. Anyway, let's talk to Lyle, man. Lyle Wade, Lyle, Lyle Workman. Lyle hey,
1: give me,
4: give me, a young Lyle Workman. Ruined his career and came on guitar wing. This is. Unbelievable. You know how many people we've sent down the toilet? <laughs> oh, gosh. All right, so they all guy, huh? This is yeah. full
0: circle for me because when I, bec- when I first come to LA in 97, oh, right, I was man. doing every job I could to survive, and I got a job on a music video for one of the Spice Girls, Sporty Spice, and we were doing a music video downtown, and I was one of the dancers <laughs> <laughs> in the music video. And I'm moshing around, and the band was there, and it was Beck's band, right? You were you well, were
5: it? it was, it was partially Beck's band. Okay, it was one half Beck's band, and then later to be more band. because that was uh, that was the first time I played with with Justin, right, bass with Justin, Justin Meldal Johnson, yep. and Victor Andrizzo and well, Roger Manning I knew from Jellyfish because I played on their record, one yep. of their records. So it was a Rick Rubin produced record. And that's how I met those other musicians, and then they had aud- auditions for Beck after that, and the drummer and myself got the gig. Wow. So that was before I, I oh, okay. knew those guys, yeah. Because
0: I remember turning to you while standing there in between takes, and I turned around uh, to you and said, hey, my name's Troy... What you know? Starting up a conversation with you, and, and he was, said, "Go fuck yourself, he said, man!" I don't piss off really you little dancer, you bitch. You Austria- and you really
5: right. It was weird, man. That was a weird thing. <laughs> they just I've thing. been they <laughs> asked to do it. We're like, really? Okay, whatever. It was, a, it, was, it was. all these kids like dancing around us. It was supposed to be some sort of live thing, and it was like a real rock. I actually thing. met a
0: really hot chick on that. I dated for quite a, a um, while after that. So it was a great thing for me, and I made money. So I was mm-hmm. happy. But um but dude welcome. This is so cool. I've been oh, wanting thanks. to have you on the show for a long time. Oh. Um we've we've actually posted We just can't afford you. That's We the can't thing. afford you. <laughs>
3: can't afford your prices. Your prices are well, just astronomical.
0: You did now. something right cuz I'm here.
3: <laughs> it's so cool that yes. you Well, here, if, man. if you do everything right, we'll give you back the rest
4: of your family. <laughs> <laughs> so,
3: <laughs> I'm going to ask the first question. What are you currently doing right now? What are you working on now?
5: Um I'm on Three TV shows. Mm, Jesus. Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, that's really, I, I moved to Los Angeles uh, 22 years ago to be a session guy and to tour playing bands. I mean, this composing where? thing. From the, uh, Northern California, mm-hmm. Marin County. Oh, okay. I'm from San Jose, actually.
3: Okay. Like. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. So what th- three TV shows?
5: Uh, one's called uh, The Bold Type on uh, a network called ABC Freeform. Mm-hmm. Which I'd never even heard of until I got I the gig. I've heard of it. Yeah, it used to be ABC Family. Uh-huh. Okay. And yep. another one's called Crashing for HBO. Uh huh. It's a Judd Apatow production. Oh, cool. And then, uh, then there's a network show on on uh, NBC called uh, Good Girls.
3: And uh, and when you say you're working on these shows, you're you're the MD for those no, compo- shows. No composing. Composing. The compose. Okay, so yeah. you're composing the music for all three yeah. TV shows. Yeah, that's the gig. Holy shit, man! Yeah. That's a lot of work. Yeah. There's, That's why they call you Lyle Workman.
5: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, start, I, I started doing movies. You know, I got, I got it in with Judd Apatow. You know, as he was rising to the top, and I, you know, I did his first film called Forty Year Old Virgin. And oh, you su- did that! Oh, you did then, that! Yeah, and then awesome. Super Bad. So like my first two. Major movies were like number one for a
0: couple Huge. two weeks that's in a row. Great,
5: man. So I kind of skipped skipped the class a little bit. Yeah, you know? and that that pretty much sealed the a, a career in, in composing. That's, and that's so awesome. Most of what I do now, I mean, I I, I kind of miss playing. I haven't you know done a lot. Of, you know, I'm sort of the opposite of you guys. I'm spending more time staring at the screen. Not the opposite screen. of me. Right. I
3: never play. I just that's all i do is work on this fucking record and, <laughs> that's and cool, though. it's not it's composing it's not of course right. right i play once a year in la
5: yeah but then you go <laughs> into you were saying <laughs> I tour you've got but spools I mean, of the in your pants <laughs> yeah
3: i have i do more knob turning than playing <laughs> yeah
5: i understand yeah so
3: you're in what part of la are you in glendale oh you're in glendale okay minutes to get her yeah. i'm in and eagle
0: rock oh
5: okay mm-hmm.
4: yeah we're real close and i'm in yeah. burbank so we've got oh, we really got just really around
0: yeah. And you, you have a home studio? Or yes. do you guys have a home studio? Are you a yeah. Pro Tools guy, a Logic yes. guy? Pro Tools? Pro yep. Tools.
5: And, uh, you know, we built a studio. We bought our house 20 years ago. Yeah. Built a studio in the backyard, and it's... You know, I've got uh, two rooms. Well, actually, now we've got three rooms because we converted the garage. But I record drums and, you know, yep. all acoustic mm-hmm. stuff there. And then, you know, obviously, if it's orchestral date, and, uh, then we go here in town. Yeah, yep. Or we go... to do it in, in, uh, in Europe. Yeah. Which year, start. What
3: studio do you usually... If you have to go to a studio bigger than yours, it has to be bigger than yours, which one do you go to usually?
5: Well, it depends on... If, it's, if I need a room for a band, mm-hmm. let's say just an ensemble of keyboards, bass, and drums, mm-hmm. in, in any number of places. Uh, my friend Victor Andrizzo and Sean Hurley have a studio uh, in, t- in town, and, you know, I've worked at Capital, you know, I'm mm-hmm. super bad. We worked at Capitol and the East-West... Have you, you know, ever all the places at, around um, town
3: at um, uh, King Size Sound Labs? King Size. I don't know if you've ever worked there. It's it's in Eagle Rock.
5: I don't think so. It's
3: where I've done my last two records. It's, oh, a, it's okay. a little studio. And it's oh, right it's really on. nice, and they got a big yeah. neve, nice neve board. It's beautiful. Oh, okay. I don't yeah. think I've ever been there. It's nice. It's a nice room. Yeah, but um, it's not big, you know. But it's right. big enough to record a band. Right. Exactly. It's not like a huge big room like Capitol. Yeah. But yeah.
0: So when you're cool. when you're working on these TV shows, um, so you're composing everything, just everything music in the, the original show. score, right? The original okay. score, yeah. So and how? What's the time? What's the turnaround on these things?
5: You know, the general yeah. answer would be about a week. About a week. Oh wow! wow. So For an episode. Shit, For an episode. Really? You now, if you're on a movie, then it's three months or whatever. Right. You right. Know anywhere from five weeks to three months to. I worked on one movie for, for eight months because there was a bunch of songs mm-hmm. involved. It was about a rock uh, singer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so the, that involved a lot more pro, uh, record production along with the score. Right. So
3: let's say you're writing for a TV series. Yeah. And you're writing, like, for a different episode every week. Yeah. Now, do, does the instrumentation week. change weekly? Like, no. sometimes you're writing for different instrumentation from week to week? Or is it mostly the same Instrumentation. Yeah. The so what is that instrumentation usually?
5: Well, you know, it kind of depends. Usually, you find a, sh- a sound of this sh- of the show. Uh huh. You know, and, and uh, it could it, it, it just varies. You know, one show we started with kind of a fifties, sixties, kind of soul R and B kind of thing. Mm-hmm then another show could be all electronic and keyboards. Interesting. You know, with modern kind of urban hip-hop-y right. kind of sounds. Are there ever,
3: like, uh, orchestral instruments involved, like violins and flutes and stuff yeah, well,
5: like that? Well, uh, it, it, not as much on the TV stuff I've done. It just mm-hmm. depends on the show. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? Um, you know, or sometimes you'll do a, you know, show, the, the show I mentioned where it was kind of R&B, and it was like, oh, we want, like, a big orchestral cue because there's a scene where a mock... Uh, movie thing happening in, in this in the scene uh-huh. you know so then you would do you know of course you wouldn't use full orchestra because you can't afford it right but
0: is that when you use in the box stuff and yeah yeah and but, it, I mean the
5: most fun is when I'm doing a film and it's like I've got a 70 piece orchestra or something yeah, like that. Right. that is the joy of joys and the, the upper upper echelon of, of the most you know, if you, have you guys had a chance to, like, have an
3: orchestra? No, I, I would love to. I, I, I have one to. time.
5: Oh, you it, loved it. I bet, it was right? amazing.
3: And, yeah. and also, I've done, like, uh, I did actually a lot of big band writing. Oh, great. And and uh, I got about, I guess, maybe eight or nine pieces played by a big band, oh, which was really fun, sure, you know. Sure, Yeah. Um, but... Um, It never was, like, released and recorded. It was just, it was live. It was a live thing, just, like, it was never, like, for a record or anything like that. Right. You know, but now, uh, Sonia, my wife, she has done a lot of uh, film score stuff. She's done two movies. Okay. So, she uses that East-West stuff, and and even though it's not a real orchestra, it sounds like a real orchestra. It's it's gotten better, better. And then she gets... uh, you know, like a, a, a cellist and a violinist and a flute to come over to sweeten it up and make yeah. it sound real and blah, sure. blah, blah.
5: Yeah, but, I've done yeah. That, that too. Yeah, It just depends on the budget, you know.
3: Yeah, but I, ma- I imagine it must be like, you oh, must feel man. like a god having you, like an orchestra. You organ. feel like you like a grown-up, you know, <laughs> <laughs> just yeah. to have
5: 70 people play your notes.
3: That's so you know, cool. The, yeah, that's incredible, ultimate, man. To me, it's have, the ultimate experience. Have you done, um, like when, oh, I don't know how to ask this. When you, Okay. They make the budget, obviously. Yeah. Right? And have you ever, like, said, okay, I'm hearing this, so I'm going to go over the budget a little bit because I want this. I want to make it sound bigger than they want it, so I'm going to spend a little more money than they wanted me to. Does uh, that ever happen?
5: Well, that would only happen in the in the area of the orchestral domain. uh uh-huh. Because anything besides that, you can sort of work with two or three guys, or uh-huh. like you said, you know, have someone come in and sweeten something. Right, but, right. But if... And it's usually in the contract, like, okay, you know, here's your fee for each show. But if we're going to want orchestra, then we're, they're going to have to kick in the extra dough. And that's gotcha. happened on a couple movies where you know, you know where the, it, it really became apparent that it had to be an orchestral score, or mm-hmm. at least a hybrid of orchestra. And then we go, but it's, okay, well, you guys got to kick out some money you know yeah. right and if it's a union date then it's beautiful because then you do it here in town and it's right. like you know so obviously, obviously you're
3: raised. playing guitar on all this stuff. yeah sure and yeah. then and then now this is the question i know qu- troy's about to ask you this question <laughs> I'm, I'm jumping the gun because okay. i know you want to ask him this what i'm going to ask him what is it are you using like a lot of modeling uh. stuff or are you using real amps and and guitars like what's your rig what's your main rig that oh. you're using guitar wank i see <laughs> yeah we have to get now to the guitar I'm starting to figure we have to out start talking out. about boring guitar shit sorry <laughs> man There's a lot of nerds watch yeah this right <laughs> here, here come the tumbleweeds <laughs> yeah let's start with my plectrum of choice uh, uh
5: you know it, it depends on the music right right you course. know it's like maybe it has to be a, a rock thing maybe it has to be a you know a, a I did some stuff that was a sort of Django-esque, mm-hmm. you know. It's, it's all acoustic kind of stuff. and It, it just depends. Depends. But you, you know.
3: have the amps if you need it. Yeah. You've got Fenders
0: and, you, Marshals Fenders and Marshalls and You prefer and to fumes. go, like, my cab, you know, my, you know do yeah, all that. Yeah, up
5: until that bad boy, I'm pointing at every, people in the audience, I'm pointing at the aux. The, the aux box.
0: Yeah. Okay, you like it. I love it. Okay. Wow. Scott says, Scott does it? It. I hate it. Why? Well, how did, to be fair, Scott, I probably wasn't the best guy to demo it, because it was brand new to me, too. No, so well, maybe you gotta, I, You got I've go I've
3: it. I've had it at my still house get, It's got what happened
4: it?
0: How
3: much of you use? Really? <laughs> can't get anything from it that wow. I like. So, I don't know. It, uh, you know, it's like that whole thing. One man's poison is another man's... Well, that's the uh, thing about guitar playing, right? Yeah. I can't get anything out of it that I can use. So, so you know, like... Yeah. But w- what... The difference is, like, okay you have a particular sound in your head and you go after it with whatever tools you have and you either get it or you don't so yeah it's like this that's like it is with me what i'm trying to do is make it imitate something i already have which is a which is a miked carry right four by 12 and a 71 marshall right i can't get the ox to sound anything like that Hmm. so so but then again i can't get anything to sound like that, yeah. except for the seventy-one Marshall and the four by twelve cabinet. Yeah, mine needs it. are
5: less or less specific. Yeah. yeah, so you know, so it's
4: course. You mean like a seventy-two will do? <laughs> well, yeah, I do. My favorite amp right. is
5: a fifty-watt seventy-two Marshall. Yeah, I have well, a, a big box, you know, small chassis. Yeah, so but uh, you know, it's again, I, I've, my sound is so non. Like I don't have a sound anymore, you know, because I'm doing so much different stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. Everything is just, a, is just a means to an end in a way, you know. Yeah. Unless mm-hmm. I'm doing my own material, then mm-hmm. then, then I have a, something more, way more specific. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, but I have found that, you know, cha- by changing the cabinets and the mics and doing some EQ, you know, uh, in fact, I remember the first time I used it, I, I had my cabinet, I go, okay, this is a cool, good sound, let me plug this in now. And it only took me a couple of minutes to go, wow, okay, that's pretty great. Mm-hmm. And then being able to switch different cabinets and mics, it's a real, it's a real useful tool.
3: Useful well, tool. we've we've constantly said here that that somebody with good ears can make an amp modeller sound as good and much better than a bad amp. Oh, and that's true. And, and so yeah, I mean I have absolutely nothing against people using modellers because a lot of them get a better sound out of a modeller than yeah. some piece of crap amp that the that. that, that you know, like, amps are expensive. Good amps yeah. are so expensive, like, you know, a vintage, but Bruce has just got a Dumble Fender. He can oh, tell yeah. you. I'm sure he paid out the ass for that. And <laughs> and when and 10 years? Well, no? not but, 10 years. Okay. It costs a divorce, and, you know, he yeah, had to sell sure. his house, right. and all that kind of <laughs> shit, you know.
4: She had it coming. <laughs> uh, <laughs>
5: yeah, so I, I, you know, it'd be interesting to, to see whether, I mean, it's all it's really doing is it's, it's taking the load of your amp, and it's modeling the, the speaker cabinet.
3: Yeah.
5: And, and So I want to, I mean, they should, and as it's a challenge, check out your cabinet and see whether they can...
3: Well, see, I use a Sur load box, so okay. you know, it's the same thing. Right, exactly. Oh, I use, oh, you like, do? Okay. Uh, Sir, well, it's not that I use them. What I do is a kind of demo them for friends to help them get the sound they want, because a lot of my friends want to get... Try to... Not that they're trying to copy me, but they want to get... A sound a big sound but they live in an apartment so they can't obviously yeah. they can't crank up a four by twelve yeah exactly so you know they i tell them to go buy the Sir Load box right and get Celestian irs do they make sure. some nice right. ones our own hammer makes some nice ones right and that's a lot cheaper than the ox box because the Sir Load box is only what 300 bucks and, yeah. and then the 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 little uh packages of irs are super cheap right so and i've had more luck with that than I did with the ox. Okay. So, but like like I say, I'm looking for something specific, and you're looking for something that fits a lot of different.
5: And I can you know, and I stuff. can modify what I need for you know sure. something and you know I've just written it and I it needs to, I got to send it out two days from now. Yeah.
3: You know it's like okay this will work and I'm sure with, with the Sur load box and like a million irs in front of you. You could do the same, Abs- yeah, exactly. Same thing, exactly. For, that yeah. you do with the axe.
5: I had someone put a wanted to send me an axe effects thing, and I was like, mm-hmm. man, I'm looking at all these amps. I go, I don't, I don't kind yeah. of need it. Yeah, and you know what? I plugged it in, and, and you know, started writing some stuff for this other project. And I'm, this is a pretty good sound.
3: People are telling me the three is a big improvement. That's
5: what I have.
0: Uh huh. Yeah. yeah, you, you like it. it?
5: I really do. Yeah. I mean, I've do you heard, find I've that that's
0: that a lot better? Than that kind yeah. of stuff sits in the mix sometimes better than do you find that at all uh,
5: well I didn't you know I'm not doing a bunch of a B you right know, I, I just find something that works because I gotta get I gotta get moving yeah. right and then right, I right. do it and then I'm on and then move on to the next thing yeah, yeah. well you're but, but I had I had really you know I had really good success with it I thought it was pretty good a I mean, lot was, of
3: people have told me that the the three is yeah, a I've big heard, improvement I've heard over that. The three. yeah I haven't heard it I've only heard the two yeah yeah, oh, I, I so. thought it
5: was really good. And again, I was like, I I don't really need it. You don't need to bring it by. Like, uh, bring it by. I'm gonna buy one. All right, you know. And same thing with ours. Like, I don't need it. I've got, ca- you know, Marshall cabinets and other car- yeah. cabinets and s- nice microphones and things like that. But, I, I you know, I, I guess in, easier, in the work right? that I do, that I'm able to take whatever someone puts in front of me, or and I'm able to make, you know, I'm able to to do the job. Yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah. Um, I was just I just posted on my message board something wrong because I was listening to a two, and I thought it was a three. Oh, I see. So okay. I I haven't heard the three, actually. I thought I had, but I, I have So I don't know anybody yeah. that has one except you, so maybe yeah. someday I can borrow it and, of course. Li- and listen to it. I and, would be happy.
5: Yeah. I mean, it would be it'd fun you know, yeah. just,
3: just to hear it.
5: Yeah, I'm sure they would love for you to have we one. We have one a friend,
3: you know. uh, D- Daniel Zimmerman.
0: Daniel, oh, yeah. And yeah. He,
3: he did an album with a Kemper oh yeah and he got some great tones man really really nice tones and i yeah, was I really surprised that's the first time i've ever heard an album that was done with a mod uh, 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 um an amp modeler yeah and i was like wow this sounds good sure it's really good there's this guy he writes um bandmaster and bassman algorithms for the kemper oh, okay and so our friend he uses his own pedals and then he plugs into the Bandmaster algorithm. Man. Oh, I you see. Got some really fat tones, man. Yeah, it's really good. I know. I, mean, I
4: know. I know. I'm not qualified to talk during this conversation, but <laughs> but I, I share um, an office at USC, you know, where I teach with Paul Jackson Jr. Oh, great. And he uses the Kemper exclusively in our studio mm-hmm. that we teach in. Wow. For his work with his students. Yeah. So They're all whatever they're doing. Whatever he's teaching, you know, with his yeah. students, it's all Kemper. Yeah. Wow. Which must relate to his work, of course. Sure. So, um, and there's a guy who gets great sound and mm-hmm. plays his ass off. This I mean, I, 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 I think sense.
5: you dig a, dig a little deeper, it's really the guy, you mm-hmm. know. It's the operator. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A, a guy that of just course. knows how to get a good sound is going to make it, you know, maybe if he isn't 100% happy, he's going to make a sound that's good. Earlier and, tonight we were
3: talking about some sound men that lack the skills of, of, oh. of a, who know how to work a digital board, but they have no ears and don't know what they're doing. Oh, and I just met one of those in China. Oh, no. Uh, oh,
4: oh, it was a disaster. Oh, yeah, the sound right. man's credo, right? We're it's not happy till you're
0: not happy. Yeah. You did some work not that long ago with Sting, right? You went. You did yeah. some work with Sting. What did uh-huh. you do with Sting again? Well, it, it,
5: we did a record yeah. and we toured. How, um,
0: how did that come about?
5: It came about through the drummer Josh Fries.
3: You know Josh? Josh Fries. Yeah. Josh. Uh, Josh Fries. No, I don't know
5: him. Yeah, he's a great drummer. Mm-hmm. He's played with all kinds of people, you know. Um, and uh, he was was playing with Sting, and they were doing a, a like a four piece, you know, two guitars, bass, and drums thing, more of a rock thing, and mm-hmm. so they needed another guitar player and Josh recommended me and I just got the gig. Did and it? that was Did
0: with it? Dominic Miller? Yes, with Dominic yeah. Miller, was yeah. Thing a nice
3: guy to work for. Was great, great. He seemed like a real prick in Dune but that was just in the movie. <laughs> <laughs>
0: He was exactly
3: like that. (laughs) Was he like that?
5: (laughs) Yeah. You know, when he walked in all, you know, all oiled up in a diaper, (laughs) you know, I was kind of going, I don't know. And there was this Uh, fog machine. red flag. Yeah, he sort of emerged from this fog. Like, "Mm, I am not how sure how this is going to go. No, he was very cool, man. The first thing he said to me, he said, you know, Lyle, this is is not a police cover band. He goes, just do your thing. Wow. Hey, but I wanted to play those parts I mean those parts <laughs> are what make those songs so cool yeah. mm-hmm. you
0: didn't do any police stuff right oh my gosh yes oh you guys did well, okay I
5: almost did. that was the majority but we did you know his solo stuff yep. too Yeah. but you know Message in a Bottle on oh, oxygen. Mm-hmm. now how was know, it playing with the Dominic tears. the best
0: I mean, he seems like a really sweet guy. He's
5: Excellent guy. Yep. We're the same age. We have the same influences, you know, and same stupid sense of humor. Yeah. He and he's just a he's a really fine classical guitar <clears throat> player. Yeah. Yep. He's, really
0: he's he's released some albums doing the classical absolutely, stuff. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah.
3: Yeah. I don't know him. Who's that?
0: Dominic Miller. For I don't Sting know
3: him. A long-time he's a long time guitarist. Sting- oh, okay. For like thirty years
5: or oh, something okay. like that. For okay. a long time. Uh huh. Yeah. So he's, he's right. His right I, hand man.
0: I put it on Facebook that you were going to be a guest tonight, and if anyone had any. Um, uh questions
5: what kind of pics do you use right
0: no um no, they're more sexually based so they're going to get to those <laughs> so you work with i know jeff babco you know you, you oh my with jeff. gosh
5: how many i'm sure we, i you, you obviously know jeff
0: jeff jeff babco oh, of course sure. yeah
5: yeah yeah he's i love that and guy and songer
0: he's yeah. his, his wife so oh yes yeah. i worked with songer actually jeff is a great musician just, yeah, a great he, keyboard player you worked yeah. on a new album he worked on your album or
5: yeah he was um well that was you know it's 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 a long time ago, but he worked on my last album, yeah. I'm trying to get another one finished in between. Wheeling away and in between. Oh, man, you got, you got all these people work.
4: wanting peace of you, right? man. You know what I mean? Uh, Getting in rave the way reviews,
0: of art. Rave reviews about your stuff, Lyle. And we're going to play it. You sent me a link, and we're oh, going to play okay. that, some of that stuff. Also, um, how did Lyle cross paths with Dave Gregory of XTC?
5: Uh, I went to see Amy Mann play... Okay. In the Bay Area, yeah. where I was living at the time, specifically because I heard that Dave Gregory was in the band, Dave Gregory from XTC, mm-hmm. and just a gi- gigantic XTC fan. And so uh, I was there with a friend of mine who had you know, like a bunch of XTC records, because he, he heard that, that, that Dave would come out after the show and, and sign people's records and whatnot, and so he had his records, and I'm just kind of hanging with my friend, and so we were waiting to say hi to Dave, and... And uh, at some point my name was mentioned or something. I was kind of quiet and he goes, you're Lyle Workman? I was like, yeah. And we just got to be friends. I ended up kind of hanging out with him when we when I tour uh, in Europe. He lives in Swindon, England. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had him do an arrangement for, a string arrangement for one of my records. And he's just a, he's a friend. Wow, that's really cool. Yeah, he's fantastic. What a what a great player. Uh,
0: the Rund- Rundgren connection? Todd Rundgren. Yeah, Todd? Yeah. You,
5: how did that? Well, he I was in a band called Bourgeois Tag in the in the late '80s, and uh, Todd Todd Rundgren produced our second record. Oh, wow! Yeah, and then uh, he asked our band to be his backup band, along with some other Bay, Bay Area musicians, and uh, and then our band broke up while we were working on his record, and some of us stayed with Todd, and we did mm-hmm. a couple records and some tours for a few years.
4: You
3: yeah. know Landau, right? Mike. Oh, of course. Yeah. He's such a big Todd Rundgren Yeah, yeah, loves. I heard that. He's got his mix record that he plays at every party. Oh, yeah, right. Like, on. A, like when he when he gets a few drinks in him, he put he goes and gets the Todd Rundgren mix record. He gets record a few and drinks and puts, puts it on. <laughs> yeah, have you heard that? Yeah, Speaking I've, of which, are you thirsty? I've had
5: oh, I've had some uh, yeah. uh, some well, experiences can we with get pool, yeah, you Yeah, drink, drink?
3: everybody has. Um, Love I'm, Mike. I'm not
4: really much of a drinker, but... Well, I, you don't have to. What is that?
3: Is that it's just some whiskey. Yeah, we always drink it. it. It makes us talk about the shit we talk about.
4: We try a little bit. Okay, well, you know, I, I don't want I, I to send you I'm down not, the path. Would no, you like I, a, ice or straight? Uh, however you're supposed to do it.
5: How do you do, Bruce? You wanted, I'm okay. about
3: ready to have some, because I had my Thai food, so now I can drink
0: a bottle of whiskey and, and not feel bad. And you can get
3: off the floor now. <laughs> I'll probably
0: only have a couple sips. Um, And do any recordings exist of his band with Tony Williams? With whose band? I don't know. This is the questions that we're getting. And do any oh. recordings exist of his band with Tony? With Queens? your band with
3: well, Tony Williams? Well, we didn't.
5: Um. Uh, I got a call from Tony when I was living in Marin County, and he wanted well, he was up there then. Yeah, right? he was living in the mm-hmm. Pacifica, and right. he wanted to put a band together, and wanted to know if I was interested, in and I. First of all, I said, yeah, Tony Williams, yeah, right, who is this?
0: Yeah, <laughs> right, that's what i And
5: I uh, guess my name was, <laughs> I was recommended. And so that started uh, several visits to his, his house. And we just wrote a bunch, we wrote some stuff together, and the idea was we were gonna do a record. Before that, he did his, what ended up being his last record called Wilderness. And uh, I participated in that. We actually recorded one of my songs wow. here in LA. Yep. And it was like Stanley Clark and cool. Herbie Hancock. Wow. And, and it was like, it was pretty crazy, you know, me hanging out going what am I doing here um, but um but it, it it sadly Tony passed away before we ended, ended up doing anything yeah um, oh, no sorry. nothing nothing exists
0: here. oh man here you go. yeah
5: nothing oh. I'm, I'm a, oh, nothing that cool. no that ever came out
2: unfortunately.
0: Michael Ross says g'day. Oh, Michael Ross. Yeah. Why Michael not? actually just did a, a couple of pieces on Bruce. Oh, great. Articles. Michael, we're gonna, I'm going to see him in National Source
4: And you're from the, you're from, are you from San Francisco? Yeah, I'm sorry. Okay, great. So, but uh, I think I'm older than you. That's why we didn't know each other. Huh. Right? Is
5: that? Uh, well, you know, I was in the South Bay pretty much. Uh, and then I moved to Sacramento for, for two years while I was in that pop band. Uh-huh. And then moved to Marin County. Well, we'll, I was in so the
4: city pretty much until 2000, except for a couple of years when I was in New York. I was in New York in the late 70s. But through the 80s and 90s I was in San Francisco.
5: Okay. Do you know, uh, oh gosh, I'm spacing his name, played with the Brecker brothers?
4: Oh Michael, uh, I mean Barry Finnerty. Barry Finnerty. Yeah, he's back what there. What a player man, You know Jeez. he's back there now. Is he? Yeah, he's back in the Bay Area. Yeah. yeah.
5: That heavy metal bebop record, come that on a, man. Yeah.
4: I mean,
0: <laughs> yeah.
5: Yeah, love
0: that stuff. Badass. Yeah. So what uh, you a little while back you did I saw you doing a um was it a Bowie thing?
5: Oh yeah. So celebrating David Bowie, kind of a tribute.
0: Was that was that where was that at Molly Malone? Well,
5: you know it started at Molly Malone's. This guy, this, this guy named um, Angelo, his nickname is Scroat. I don't know why, <laughs> right. but he's, um, he's he's done these. What, what do
4: you think that's referring
5: to? <laughs> I don't. I have no idea, and I don't want to know. Okay. But uh, he's a great guy, and just he's, he's he's he kind of puts uh, all these people together just to do these tribute shows, and they'll pick an artist, uh, and they did um, they did several different. We did Burt Backrack Night, you know, where it's like oh, you don't. Right. He just he just sends charts, and everyone reads reads on the gig. You know, it's just kind of a, a fun thing, uh, and then did a Bowie thing and then, well, you know, David passed away and then, it got, somehow it got some press and then, it's got these legs and then we ended up, he ended up putting uh, a show together, we ended up playing at the Wheel Turn. Oh, wow. And then they got Live Nation and they ended up going like, this. they played the Sydney Opera House and they went to Japan and, and then they got a bunch of Bowie alumni, Adrian Ballou was doing it and, uh, Earl Slick from, from David Bowie and, uh, Gellan Dorsey was Bowie's bassist and, Sterling Campbell and you know so yeah I was doing a few of those I I wasn't able to go out in the road because I get too many home commitments
0: You enjoy the the composing for TV and film, or and you love that, um, or it goes back and forth. Well, I like
5: having a steady job, and I've always enjoyed writing music. You know, even even when I was in a pop bands, I had even before that, I always had tape recorders. Did you? Were you like that kind of guy, always messing around with I, tape recorders yeah. and recording your? Yeah. Okay. Even before you were like a writer, you're like re- recording riffs and things to you know. Yeah, practice. I've always been.
3: I've been yeah. more of a, like, I think when I started, I was more of a transcriber. Oh, I see. Because I always heard music that I liked, but I couldn't figure out why I liked it. So right. I was always figuring it out and writing it down. And not not like a score, but just like, say, write the chords and maybe just the melody note on top. Just enough so that I could play the chords on the guitar and sing it. And And I was always doing that. All day all the yeah. time, like a Beatles tunes, Steely Dan tunes, classical music, just whatever I heard that I liked, I would try to figure out and find out what makes it tick, yeah, you know, and then after a while of doing that, I said, well, maybe I can do this, and then I started like trying to figure out look like, well you know how do you yeah. go about doing this you know right you sure figure it out right, you know, but yeah, man, I mean for me it's it's um that's uh. I don't know. I think it's actually become more important to me than anything. Interesting. It, it just has. I, I don't know yeah. why, really, because yeah. I, everybody knows me as, like, like say, a guitar player. Yeah. And you just go, oh, Scott Henderson, yeah, that guy's a guitar player. Right. I mean, if you, even if you look up guitar players on the web or, or, or any, in any field, rock, jazz, whatever, yeah. you see very little about writing. They just talk about he's a guitar player, right? but there's no distinction between somebody like, say, uh, you know, anybody, like any number of musicians, rock or this, that don't write at all, and a guy that is really known, like say John McLaughlin, who's known for his composing, but if you think about John McLaughlin, he's known as a guitar player, nobody even really even mentions the fact that he's a composer, yeah, it's just sort of weird. It's just sort of like a, it, it's yeah. not a. It's sort of like overlooked somehow. Yeah, I guess to me
5: it's all about the writing. Well, me,
3: I you know what, what I, I mean. It's that, all about yeah. the framework. That's, that's what, that's what, what makes
5: the music. Think. You know, forget the soloing, that'll come. Mm, but that's yeah. what that's what I like so much about. My, I mean, I was crazy into the movie Me too. Orchestra. Uh, that's because probably my first fusion Me too. big fusion band. Absolutely. Yeah. And it and it still is. I still like to listen to that stuff, man. Yeah. It never some stuff I used to listen to it kind of fell by the wayside, but that stuff, you know, I still you know, there's, there's something in his playing uh, and in his writing that I've always thought was just... You know, un- my un- one me. of
3: my favorite albums is Apocalypse. Oh, gosh, yes. And, you know, Michael that's Thomas. George Martin, yep. you know, and, and uh, it's beautiful. you know, just the writing on that record is just Absolutely. so fucking amazing. Yep. And uh, it's just always been something that in- inspired me, I guess. That was me my too. first big inspiration to be a composer yeah. before I ever heard Wayne Shorter... Oh, and okay. Oh. Okay. and then I was just, you know, oh, totally enamored with those guys, sure. but before them, I heard McLaughlin, and he was actually the first guitarist composer that I ever learned about, because all yeah. the other guitar players that I was exposed to weren't composers, they were right. playing standards, or they were playing whatever they played, Sure. or they were playing like, they were blues players who were just playing the 12-bar blues, Right. but McLaughlin, here's this guy who's like, sort of like... An innovator who just decided to write his own music and make his own world, and that fucking impressed me. I was. That's like, exactly Holy right. Fuck. You it know?
5: didn't. It was really hard to see where it came from.
3: It was. You know, it now really I was a, see where it came from, but I didn't know then. Sure. Yeah. I know. Because you start to
5: go backwards and you go, oh, okay.
3: Well, you can hear his influence from Indian music, and you can hear Miles Davis, and you can hear yeah. all the people that he played with. Sure, all those influences in his music. But, right. but at the time I heard him, I had never heard of Miles Davis or or yeah. Indian music Same or anything. Thing. So f- I was for in me, high school. You know? this was like completely a new thing, and I had no idea where it came from. Yeah, you know, which is actually, in a way, my whole thing of fusion, because even when, like, say. I don't know, you know how sometimes you can go chronologically backwards? Like, I heard Led yeah. Zeppelin before I ever heard Muddy Waters. Same here. So I go, okay, Led Zeppelin must have invented this shit. But no, they didn't. They, they you know, all those guys took it from much older black musicians yeah. from America and sort of brought it over from England, and everybody said, oh, this is some new shit. But it's like, exactly. no, it's been in our country for the last 40 years. That's right. But we didn't yeah. know it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know? And the like- same thing with Fusion. Like, uh-huh. I'd hear Chick Corea. But I had no idea that this is not like a uh, a rock musician. This is basically a bebop jazz musician who was influenced by rock, and yeah. then and then sure. sort of put the two together, and it yeah. became that.
5: And but, I think it was also, you know, where you are at that time when it comes up. You mm-hmm. know, when you're 15 years old or 13 or whatever, and you hear that stuff for the first time, it's it's you know, and it's still out there. Yeah, it's culturally relevant. Yeah, and it means so much more to you at the time you know yeah. so yeah and then for an impressionable
3: kids you know that's yeah. it's, it's in there in, in the water for it, me it was really interesting to go back in time and study the people that that music came from sure because that's what got me interested in Coltrane and, and yeah. straight ahead jazz because right. I never would have gotten there to that point if it hadn't have been for hearing fusion first because yeah. I wasn't raised in the jazz world i mean yeah. i never heard jazz in my life wow until i mean i might have heard it in a restaurant
0: that's but incredible it never
3: yeah. it never crossed my ears but from listening to fusion i was like where did this music come from and that yeah. led me back everybody said well that guy played with miles davis and and so sure. who's miles davis right, okay exactly. let me listen to him I and mean, that's a whole world right <laughs> and that's there that's another world, talk you about you know, a freaking, another whole idiom yeah know, so. It's really interesting. So,
0: with the with the TV and film stuff that you do, um, boring. Is it boring? No, no. I'm just, uh, it's
5: just <laughs> I'm having more fun <laughs> talking about John McLaughlin than.
0: So I mean, how often yeah. do you get to put that those type of shoes in? in oh, the, never, right? You know, there was I had one
5: cue in a movie where they wanted to... Uh, or or I actually just did it because I thought it'd be cool. Did like a big Django-esque but with orchestra. Mm-hmm. And that was fun, so I got to play, I, I love Django Reinhardt, that's mm-hmm. another guy who, mm-hmm. I, when you really go back, mm-hmm. I mean it's like, did there's that, did that, did that, Chuck Berry, mm. yeah. he's doing <laughs> right. Chuck Berry riffs. Right. Well, right. guess what, Chuck Berry is doing Django riffs. <laughs> right. Right. Anyway, so I'm, I'm just a big fan. So every once in a while, or, or like, oh we want kind of a, a big band thing here for this one scene, you know, it's, every once in a while you get a little, like, oh my awesome, I love it. Yeah. Not, not generally. Right you now,
0: do you prefer film over TV or vice versa, or is just every job's different?
5: uh You know, at the end of the day, it ends up being the people you work for. Right, that's right. what makes it good. Right, you know, the rest is just work. Is busy work. uh But taking that that out of the equation, I, I kind of like the just the format of film. Yeah, you know, I like the pageantry. I like going to see the audience previews and hearing your music come out of the big speakers
3: and, that's got to be, that's be amazing all
5: that stuff is, is kind of fun you don't get that when 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 you're in it's TV world you, you
3: have it. to be a john williams fan right i'm, oh, sh- I'm sure yeah he's the he's our mozart you know? Yeah, he's our I, mozart I, I think
5: the, so too, he but, really is i mean he yeah. he is miles above everyone else
3: yeah he he has been like a major like I don't even know how to describe it. I mean, I just look at him like he's God. Yeah, you know, he's, he's every so composer that,
5: that's live does yeah. because he really is just be, just beyond. Yeah, he is. really uh, fucking you know, his thematic work,
3: his yeah. orchestrations are so. Uh, Did you see AI? Oh, of course. That for, to me is one of his best. I mean, not best yeah. scores, but it's the most jazzy. Yeah. Like there's a lot of jazz influence in that score. And yeah, I just love it. I could listen to it over and over and over. I just love it so much. There's a few so of much. them.
5: There's a little bit in uh, "Catch Me If You Can."
0: that
4: to me is like that was good. Yeah. That, that's such a brilliant <laughs> jazz score Tin Tin yes. also. There's some yeah, there's yeah, some yeah. good yeah. amount of it in there too. Yeah. But yeah,
3: and Close nice. Encounters. Oh, I love it.
0: <laughs> Dude, like, when yeah. you when say when you're working with Judd, um, yeah. I'm, I'm just gonna say his first name because it's no 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 we're on we a first all know. Name basis. Yeah. Um, Judd Nelson, go Naomi, ahead. Naomi, yeah. Naomi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
5: when I worked with Naomi, did you know that? I worked and worked with Naomi,
0: <laughs> So when, when you work with Judd, do you like? Does he talk about the scenes? Do you guys work closely like that, or does he go do music for this and be? you're working directly with the producers directors how does that all work uh, usually
5: well generally it's it depends if it's a movie there's more there's more back and forth direct mm-hmm. but on on the tv shows as a producer he's not quite plugged into the day-to-day right he kind of lets everybody do, 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 do their, their thing. thing and then mm-hmm. at the 10-yard line you know says, hmm, what about this and that right mm-hmm. uh but generally like when we started this show i did called love for netflix you just write some stuff, just try some different things. Wow, it's so a
0: clean slate kind of thing. Yeah.
5: Mm. yeah, yeah. we try all kinds of so things. So when
3: you do that, do they, I don't know how to put this question, and I don't want to put you on the spot, get you in trouble with your bosses, but yeah. <laughs> when, you, when you, like, turn in your work, yeah. and you know that they have the power to say, I don't like this, I want you to yes. do this again, Yeah. do they sometimes say that? Yes. <laughs> and, 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 and and does it make you feel like ah shit or are you happy to just go back and say oh yeah you know maybe I, I see their point.
5: It's such a you know music is so subjective. Sure. You know so course. it's one person's happy music is another person's. I would
4: happy. imagine the right. more you do it, the more right. you just get inured to that. Right. You have to. Yeah, be, I mean, imagine the yeah. first time it probably was a kick in the balls. Uh, and well, then, you know, and the more you do it, the more you realize well, okay, this is the way it works. And, it's you know. it's a service. Right, and, and you're always you're writing, and
3: you always know that whatever you're writing could be subject to change depending on That's whether they like it or thing, not. Of course, yeah, absolutely, you're, so ser- you're serving yeah. the boss, you're That's, serving the absolutely. somebody who's
4: got a bigger mm-hmm. vision than you, and you're right. just a player yeah. in the whole thing.
3: Well, they shouldn't have a bigger vision than you because they don't deserve it. And that's all there's to it. So (laughs) I'll talk to Give me their phone
1: number. Yeah, Scott Henderson said. (laughs) the composer, Scott Henderson.
4: The composer, (laughs) composer, guitar owner. Yeah, guitar owner.
5: That's how I feel. In here with you guys. Well, when you're working on
0: say a film and they have a scene, the director's (laughs) like, "All right, I want a song here that's sort of," and they'll give you a description of a song. Do you go away sometimes and look for that song from a different artist or you'll sit down and, all right, I'm going to write a song, bring a female vocalist in or whatever. Do you, How do you work with those kind of situations? Um, well, I mean, it's probably different all the time. but Yeah, well,
5: there's two things. There's, there's music supervision, which which deals with just placing songs. Yep. Uh, but you're talking about in the
4: case of there's a song, they want me to replace a yeah, song. Yeah, yeah. Um,
0: or they want, to, they've got
4: to, they they're say, gonna, no, I, I, there's this song by like Little Richard that I kind of really like. I want it to be oh. like that.
5: Oh, I see. As well, a, that's piece a of score. S- Sound yeah. like yeah. Okay. Uh, well, you know, then you do something that sounds like that. Yeah. yeah. But yeah.
0: do you get a scene where it's like, all right, this is the scene. We need a song here. They'll give you a blank page. Yeah you uh-huh. go write a song, you'll bring a vocalist in if you, there's vocals needed? Well, or... so
5: generally, 99 and 99 for per hundreds percent, it's, it's, there's no vocal. Interest. Right, it's, an, okay. it's, it's, it's all instrumental. instrumental.
0: It's, it's all,
3: you know, yeah. it's all. Yeah. yeah. What's, yeah. The, what's the piece of music that they give to film composers that is supposed to sort of represent what they want from you? What's it called? Temp. A temp, temp- right. Temp music, so they yeah. Give you, yeah, so, so do they ever times, give you that?
5: It's almost always temped. Uh-huh. By the time I start, really, yes. Uh-huh. There's temporary music because it gives them an idea of the pacing, and you know it helps them figure uh-huh. out which is and they is want good. something,
3: say, it's like original band. but in that style, kind of. That, that's that's uh-huh. a lot of it. Uh, sometimes it's not temped very well. huh.
5: Yeah. Like we really don't, really don't like this, but that's all. That's the closest thing we could find. Oh, uh, I see. Right. And then you've right. got to sort of try trial and error, you know, over and over again. Sometimes it's it gets it gets at hand. Uh-huh. Sometimes you work with people that, that can't, they don't
4: know. Don't like it, don't like it, don't like it, don't like it. They don't like, like it, whatever. I don't know what I like, but well, I they can not like the it. And they can tell you what they uh, don't like about it. But they so can't so that, tell you,
3: yeah. it's like I'll know what I like when I hear yeah, it. Yeah, yeah so and that can be really just, problematic. Yeah.
4: Um, but but if there's temp
5: music they like, then that makes it easier, because then you know that that gives you a framework to work sure. with, So then it's just sure. a matter of putting your own spin on it, right. and somehow tying it into all, because a lot of times they'll temp a movie, and all the temp is like from this composer and from this guy, and all it doesn't sound of a piece, so you've got to sort of you know start with something in my case, I like to start with a big scene and right then, you know you, enough where you can st- establish a theme or sound and then borrow from that for the rest right' mm-hmm. still in the blanks yeah
0: mm-hmm. yep. i i i do I have a company that does music for trailers we do okay. majority trailers, trailers Oh, fantastic and um sometimes when they give us a temp they it's usually the conversation is. We love this. We can't afford it. So, can you make something tomorrow morning? And it's always you're chasing that piece that they want to use, but they can't afford. Do you have those situations where it's like, oh man? Well, you you
3: can use synths for that, right? If they want something, you can hire. You can hire Jeff Babco, who has a whole orchestra in his synthesizer, and you can have an orchestra right there if you need one. Right? No, I
5: just just you do it it yourself. Do it myself. Do it yourself. And I've got you know, I've got a great
3: orchestra. Uh-huh,
5: you know, he's the orchestrator, I should say, and he's in England. He did the last Star Wars movie and he's good uh-huh. really with wow. everybody. Wow, cool. He's really really good. Uh-huh. So, you know, there's there's ways to get things done. Yeah. I've, i every single scenario has happened. Yeah. We like the temp, we we'd hate the temp, make it like make it make it you know, yeah. make it an octave slower.
4: Mm-hmm. <laughs> or or an octave, made it, I made it an octave louder. Did you make it an octave louder? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> wow.
3: You got it, man.
5: Can you turn that high-pitched thing down
3: to the tube. Yeah. Can you make that tube into a flute? Yeah, <laughs> yeah sure.
0: <laughs> do, you, do you have little tricks that you... Uh, um, I always heard that Lee Gla has a producer's switch on his base that does absolutely nothing but when the producer's like can you just adjust it he goes oh is that better and he hits the switch which does nothing, nothing and they say yeah, and they go, that's yeah yeah that's it that's so much better and you have those, those uh, the I just noticed my them. mic was down here oh uh, well so i don't know how well, much we'll it we'll bump it's you. good we'll fix it, it in the mix we're going
4: to start calling you scro because that's all we got <laughs>
0: We had your balls talking for the last yeah. ten, fifteen. As long yeah. as they make cool
5: sounds, I do. I do talk well, from right. my from my diaphragm, so that's <laughs> that should be helpful. Scott, I don't know if you recall, mm. uh, the first time I heard about you was through Mike Varney.
3: Yeah, sure. We that's a mutual friend for yeah. sure that we and have that, known uh, for a long time.
5: Right, and I remember he sent me a cassette. It was a cassette tape, and he had asked you. So we're going back a long time. We're going back to eighty one mm. or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh and and he goes you gotta check this guy out and, and it was a tape and it was you playing at a, like a top forty gig and you were playing <laughs> <laughs> you're like super freak and you were like taking the solo and I was going, Who the fuck is this guy, man? And then and then I was in LA for something and I ended up I don't know how we end up interfacing, but I came to see you play and you let me sit sit in.
3: Where was it? What club was it? I don't was it know. Dante's?
5: I don't know. I
3: bet it was Dante's. It was a long time. Was that's I was way before. That's the only place I used to play. It back was in, those in days, the mid yeah. '80s or something like that. Dante's. And I remember you, for sure.
5: uh, you let me play, and it was like the the most embarrassing situation because I was watching you play, and it sounded so great. So like, yeah, I could. I, I think I can play, and I put the guitar, and like, ah, the first note. How does that? How, why does it sound so terrible when I play <laughs> it on. and it was terrible
3: but uh, we all think about that but, ourselves of ourselves yeah when you, you try one, to sit
5: on someone else's gear forget oh about my it God. but uh but yeah so that that was wow. our first sort of interaction so very long ago <laughs>
0: You go guys that's another guitar Wank podcast in the can thank you Lyle Workman well, of course we've got lots more of Lyle Workman coming up make sure you check out uh, his album these tracks that you're listening to are from his latest I believe Harmonic Crusader Lyle Workman Harmonic yeah, Crusader check him out, uh, give us some feedback, make sure you go and support Guitar Wank sign up for the subscription of the website and uh, emails and everything, we love hearing from you guys and we will see you all next week be safe and uh, take care, happy holidays guys and up your bum
4: Hi everybody you got a new CD coming out new project you're really excited about I know you're thinking about hiring that promo guy for thousands of dollars, and it really is kind of necessary these days, I guess, if you're not out out working gigs and touring and stuff, but got an idea for you. You How about reaching out to a really engaged community of guitar wankers and let them know you've got this new new project. So we're offering some slots for some minimal advertising, and you can provide uh, some copy to us and a clip of your music, and we'll be happy to let the wankers know what you got going really help you get your word out to people so throw it down and just give us an email and uh, we'll be happy to share rates and everything with you and help you get your music out to the world keep swinging
0: he sees you when you're asleep. he knows when you're awake